Welcome, swaggering seafarers and capricious creators, to Tales from Terra. We are the first uh, Terra Mahia actual play, and this is our zero session numero dos, or three, depending on which ones I put in which order. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my name is Raul Alejandro Gonzalez Enriquez, but you can call me Ali. On the internet, I am Lycus D. Stratus, because I'm a nerd. And uh, this campaign is Monarchs and Murderers. Uh, it is uh, just, oh, uh, he hymns for me, if anyone is interested. Uh, this campaign, just a couple of content warnings for this session and future sessions. Uh, it's gonna get weird, guys. It's gonna get kind of fucked up. Uh, it's a murder mystery and uh, there's monarchies and political systems. Things are gonna get uh, gross in a weird way and then gross in a way that's too real, probably. But it's all right, because we're going to crash that system and burn it to the ground and rebuild. <laughs> Catharsis is coming. Uh, but yes, that is me. That is the campaign we're going to be doing. Uh, there's going to be gore, death, uh, systemic abuse, but not like racism. Uh, just, you know, capitalism. Uh, America. America. <laughs> uh, but that's all I've got. So what about we say hello to our almost heroes, our sort of heroes. Right there. Uh, Hannah, would you like to introduce your character and yourself? Sure. My name is Hannah. I am playing Max or Maxine if you're really upset with her. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. Max's pronouns are she, her. And uh, Max is a Venara human hybrid. Um, who is very interested in mechanics and uh, technological um, puzzles. And um, she also likes bird watching. Just a little thing she likes. All right. What about you, David? Uh, yes, my name is David. Uh, I go by Zenokami on most places in the internet. I'm probably the person that was teabagging you in Overwatch, and I'm sorry about it. I'm not really that sorry about it. Um, I will be playing, right? You know, it happens, man. We've all been there. Uh, I'm uh, going to be playing the character Shin. Uh, Shin is a human who has seen some shit, done some shit, had some shit done to him. And now he is uh, less human, but human adjacent. Um, he does still go by he, him pronouns, as do I. Um, he spends a lot of his time uh, not amounting to up to much and uh, mostly uh, getting taken care of by his nephew, Bison. When he's not, you know, in a drug-induced stupor staring at a bonsai tree for eight hours which was probably his plan this afternoon until whatever happens in the session happens in the session. <laughs> we will find out, won't we? Uh, what is that yeah, bonsai I'll... tree going to do next? <laughs> well, I guess, you know, I said a, a small content warning in the beginning, but I'm probably just going to wait until we finish, re-listen to this and decide what content warning to put in the description. <laughs> we'll see what Drug content use. comes up. Drug use needs Drug to use be is in the description. Water, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll be All right. <clears throat> What's so, that forefront? Why don't we uh, get into the show? Let's do it. So, the shot opens up on the city of Ascension's Keep. It is a city-state, a massive metropolis with the uh, architectural sensibilities of 
a place like Tokyo in Japan, very close, very neon, very, very much making uh, use of as much space as possible. But it has the climate of a Caribbean island and it has the weather of London. It is a stormy, hot, strangely beautiful, but intimidating location. And as the camera pans in, we see storm clouds on the horizon. We see them swirling about on this beautifully mundane and oppressive city. <laughs> but the storm is not here yet. And there is a beacon of light shining down into the window of one Max, Maxine, uh, as she is uh, stirring for the beginning of her day. So, why don't you tell me, uh, Hannah, we were talking a little bit about you are sort of a fixture in your little, uh, you know, barrio, and we decided we were talking about that. So you tell me, what, what does your house look like? Do you live in a little studio apartment? Do you live with your grandma? What, what is your house like? Uh, my home is uh, more of a giant room. It's, okay. it's mostly workshop. There's like tables and just very odd contraptions, um, tons of, you know, grease cloths everywhere. And um, there's this mountain of just metal pieces that do not yet have a home, but will someday. And um, it's extremely messy, like, like grease, um, beer spilled everywhere, like just not well kept at all. Like keeping house is not on the top of Max's to-do list. You go towards the back and as you're, as you're kind of going through, so there's, you go in the door, um, there's all these tables everywhere with different varieties of, um, mechanical gadgets. Um, there's a couple bigger pieces that um, are kind of like the height of a human, not humanoid, but just large mechanical contraptions. Um, every once in a while, there's like a, a zap of electricity that kind of like zzz in one corner of the room, zzz in the other corner of the room. And then towards the back of the room, um, one corner kind of looks like what a studio apartment looks like. There's like a bed, there's a small, one burner stove, um, a little sink, just the absolute bare minimum basics. And on the other side, the corner of the back of the room, there are um, dozens of bird cages, kind of like stacked on top of each other and also hanging from the ceiling and also just tucked into weird corners everywhere. Um, and there are all varieties of beautiful exotic birds in those cages. Your, yeah. your home is an auditory nightmare. Yep, my neighbors hate me, <laughs> but they love me because I build batteries for them. So it's this yeah. relationship we have going. Um, yes, you're a neighborhood fixture. You, you, you repair and you help and you do it out of the kindness of your heart, but also for a little bit of a scratch in your, in your, in your pocket. Yes. And everyone around definitely gives you your, your breath of space. They respect you, they appreciate you more than anything. and. Out of the windows of your house, they or of your apartment, they hear squawking and hammering and electrical explosions and all sorts of nonsense. And uh, there's a agreed upon, well, that's Max. Keep walking. Max's workshop. What are you gonna do? She builds our batteries. Whatever. So there, there is one bird that is not in a cage. 
and that is a um, a small uh, uh, appears to have once been a raven, but now has kind of like a mechanical wing that was very obviously outfitted by Max herself, and a, a small um, like almost like a headpiece that covers one of the eyes that um and is the is a monocle (laughs) kind of yeah and as it turns to you it like kind of zooms like the little metal pieces swirl and zoom in and it flashes different colors and stuff like that and so that's um yeah that's my bird what did i name him i didn't name him yet um you'll see what the name is it'll just come up sometime fair enough um, so today is kind of a big day for you. So you've recently come back to town, actually. It's been a few, a few years since you left. Uh, you've come back on occasion, but it's probably been the longest stint that you've been gone. Uh, over the past four years, you've been in college, and uh, a little while after that, you took some time off to travel the world, see the ancestral home of the Banara, and you're back. And this might be your, your, your genuine prodigal son return, prodigal daughter returns moment as uh, as your your neighborhood has you back. And you realize not much has changed. People are barely scraping by like always, but they're together. They're doing what they can to survive and they're finding even better ways to do it. You're surprised that so many of the things that you fixed are still running. People have worked together to barely keep those functioning, knowing that you're coming back eventually and you're gonna help them out. And uh, it's impressive, you, uh, you're, you're impressed by uh how well everyone survived without you but they are so ecstatic to have you back <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a couple but, a couple of the birds uh, i noticed didn't make it which is rough but birds are tough to take care of and i understand yeah. it's not a big deal and for some reason you gave that responsibility to like the 13 year old in the building and they said yeah i'll take care of it I love and they, tr- they tried so hard and by that i mean they showed up three or four times a week <laughs> Birds there. There's a couple of birds that are like up in the rafters. Dude, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. That sounds like a lot of times to be visiting those birds anyway, man. Those sound like responsible kids. <laughs> Three times a week? I don't, I don't know. know. Do they? How often do birds be, eat? I, I right? spoke with their parents and <laughs> made sure that they were just kind of watching over a little bit. Point is, I don't know how to take care of birds. I would definitely. Uh, not be able to take care of one. whatever minimum amount of times a week i need to kill that bird that's how often i show up <laughs> wait i need to kill that bird did you say yes <laughs> yes that is how often this child showed up i would uh, never trust you with my birds that's fair uh but aside from it also being you know your first week back you've had a little bit of time to say get a, a reacquainted with everybody and to get set up it is also the day of a big competition Every once in a while within the city, they're in the university section, in the research section of the city, uh, they have little competitions uh, for local inventors to try and bring their most uh, most societally, societally beneficial uh, inventions to, to show. And anyone whose uh, inventions are deemed except, uh, extra exemplary or whatever else uh, are usually given grants or given funding to continue the research or even getting given jobs and careers some are just given a little uh hey take this money and shut the fuck up while we use your stuff money and uh so 
it's that time of year and you're trying your best now that you're back in town you need a little extra scratch you know that you know people around they're gonna you know give you some money to help out but it's not even a drop in the bucket compared to uh the kind of money you can make from selling one of the winning one of these uh competitions so that is what's on your plate today mm. uh you have a few tasks ahead of you before then you have to meet your grandma you know get some stuff set up at the bakery for some reason her wi-fi is down her uh, oven won't turn on and just everything's gone to shit and you're almost certain she forgot to press the power button but we'll figure it out oh, <laughs> uh, so you that's what you got on your plate but uh what do you want to do first? Do you want to go see your grandma? Do you want to try and uh, stop by anyone's house and fix up any equipment? Or do you want to uh, tinker with your uh, invention? I would go straight to tinkering. Uh, I'd feed the birds. And then I'd go straight to tinkering and spend like literally 36 hours straight just fucking <laughs> buzzing and accidentally electrocuting myself like three or four times. But I'm very used to that, so it's all good. I got but, my... Uh, Oh, I don't have hair. I was going to say I got my hair tied back, but I decided to choose bulbs, so no hair. <laughs> no hair. No hair, just uh, overall. You go to tie your hair back, then you're like, oh, man, I shaved my head at college. I forgot. Um, um, what is the invention she's working on? Ooh, okay. For anyone who's not aware, uh, I, as a DM, like to surprise my players with shit they have to make up on the spot. <laughs> and uh, this is one of those instances. Let's find out. I think I'm building something that makes batteries last longer than they normally would. So batteries are sort of like my my specialty, I guess. It's what I've tinkered with the most. And I'm sort of trying to build um, a device that when kept on your person makes any batteries in a certain vicinity last longer and have greater charge. Very practical. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. Uh, batteries in this world for anyone who isn't uh, up to date, they are little devices that store essentially empty. Uh, magic, mono, whatever you want to call it, it is stored inside of these batteries to in order to produce not only electrical currents, but just pure raw energy that can be used to power uh, incredible, massive, uh, and draining equipment, even beyond the the, the abilities of uh, regular power cells in our, our world by far. And you're trying to create a way to lengthen the battery life of, the, of these devices. Uh, in this case, I assume that means being able to make them more efficient, allowing them to store more in them, or maybe making the transfer of whatever energy is stored in them uh, to whatever is being used more efficient so that the uh, energy lost is very minimal. Yes, to all of that. Hell yeah. That is an amazing thing and something we need to work on in the real world because batteries are not great. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, and that's wonderful. Uh, it's been four hours. You've been awake since three in the morning. Uh, you didn't realize the sun came up. The And your grandma has called you 12 times in the past hour. Uh, so <laughs> let's do a star wipe, a whatever 
obnoxious little uh, scene transition we want as you realize what time it is, realize how many calls you've missed, and you run out the door to see your grandma. Uh, but the camera pans back uh, after the scene wipe is panning back around the city. It has started to rain at this point. It is gloomy, it is dreary, it is dark. The rain is falling, thunder and lightning are crashing as uh, the camera slowly drudges into view of one shit. He is currently asleep, <clears throat> not in a gutter, but in the rain on the steps of his apartment. He was so close. He almost made it home last night, <laughs> but damn it, just short. And as the lightning flashes, uh, <clears throat> you hear something, uh, you hear someone trying to wake you up. You hear, <clears throat> And I'm not good with voices. This is not going to go well. I'm very intense. No worries, no worries, no worries. I'm not good at voices either, man. We're going to suck together. Shin. Shin. You fucking fool, wake up. Oh. Who's that now? Dear God, how do you have control of this pathetic body? Wake up, you fucking monster. It's you. Uh, as you're grumbling to yourself, your your face, your cheek starts to get hot as your uh, mechanical eye starts to glow brighter and brighter. You can tell that the AI inside of you is getting just so irate of getting uh, pissed on by the rain. Uh, I'm going to kind of... He's going to reach up and shut his eyes if that's going to do him any fucking good. And then he's going to s- sit up and look around and you said he's outside in the rain yes oh all right then up we go if it'll keep you quiet let's get you inside then (laughs) so as you're going up the uh 12 flights of stairs to this tiny shitty apartment uh (laughs) <laughs> the elevator has never once worked. And the one Only time I it did. I knew someone with some sort of mechanical know how that could help me with this fucking elevator. If only. The, the one time it ever worked, uh, someone decided to try and use it to move uh, a sofa. And shucks, it stopped working. And then uh, people stopped using that elevator. So, you know, shit happens. <laughs> and, uh, but yes, you're, you're making your way up. Uh, this is just the most the the quintessential shifty apartment you don't want to live in and uh you have a horrible hangover from whatever drugs and alcohol you consumed recently uh people are slamming doors uh people are hanging out in in the in the corridors smoking and doing whatever else with uh with their friends giving you shifty looks as you pass by quieting down you know keeping whatever they're doing as personal as possible you finally make it home and uh when you go inside you find a tray on the ground inside of your inside the door it has uh some ibuprofen it has a glass of water it has a note i kneel Uh, down i swallow the ibuprofen i ignore the glass of water 
and I pick up the note and I look inside. It says, drink the glass of water, you piece of shit. I take the note and I put it in the glass of water and I make my way back to my room. (laughs) So, uh, as you make your way back to your room, you find multiple notes, sticky notes, I guess pasted all over the place, trying to get your attention for various things. And they're small, they're small reminders. Uh, You have to go later today to, uh, I wrote this down while you guys were, you know, (laughs) doing some dog business. Uh, I'm proud of this name. Oh, why does that sound dirty, man? Yeah. Maybe we should clarify we live together. We we're letting our dogs out. Yes, 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 yes. That's that's the dog business. <laughs> also, rated our podcast. You're you want to give the wrong idea. Oh, 100%. Uh, it's rated R, but not, you know, rated X. So. It's true. <clears throat> but it could be. One of the notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's turn this couple into a throuple and make some uh, weird content. Let's get after it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, get weird. <laughs> so, Pull a word. Yeah, it's a common used it's word. A thing. Really, I did not know. I yep, guess I, I didn't know that either. I uh, was a part of a couple there. That's fun. Uh, same as a relationship, just more complicated. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, as as you're walking, <laughs> as you're walking around your apartment, you you know avoid some of the notes, but you finally pick one up, and. You assume that there's at least a dozen of this one note that says you have a job to take care of at Clary's Cavern Tavern. It's at the edge of town, built into an actual cavern that they just boarded up and put a door in front of. Uh, wonderful space, and also where you've been getting most of your work lately. Since you were recently fired from the MSN, the Monster Security Network, you have had to try and find odd jobs here and there, taking, you know, little safety patrols, helping people, you know, move to whatever place they're moving to. Maybe a small family is moving to the country over and or they're going to visit some family and they don't want to get a proper escort. Uh, they instead they go to Clary's uh, Cavern Tavern and uh, pick up uh, a real a real cheap helping hand. And in this case, that's you. Uh, you finished a couple of jobs. Uh, last night, actually, before going off to do whatever it is Shin does in the in the uh, safety of the night. He doesn't remember. <laughs> Perfect. It was that um, kind of night. <laughs> the the note is a reminder to go to Clary's Cavern Tavern to pick up your payment and to see if there's any more jobs available for you. And it says that you have to do it before noon. Otherwise, she will not pay you in full. He's going to continue to walk into his into his room. Um, he's going to just take the room is basically empty for for all intents and purposes, except for one lone duffel bag that has you know basically the same, just the same other hoodie. <laughs> um, and as he kind of looks at the only thing in the center of the room will be a a small bonsai tree. Um, and he's got a big window that overlooks it, and he adjusts the the shadow from the light as he walks forward and he just kind of moves the curtain along just a just a wee bit so that the light could come down perfectly and shine upon the tree yeah. once pleased with himself he will make his way over and change into his good his his good uh tracksuit um <laughs> his nicer tracksuit <laughs> his, his, his nicer tracksuit track. he, he's got he's got to make an it. impression 
Right. I, I'm going to briefly shake the <laughs> shake the pants of my my previous tracksuit. Um, is any money that I would have made? <laughs> Does it jingle back at me happily? <laughs> <laughs> um, so money in this world comes in a, a digital format. Uh, mm. Long, long ago. Uh, gold was the uh, mm. <laughs> yes. Long ago, <laughs> gold was uh, the money of choice. But then people realized, oh, that's not going to work for a global system. This is this is not going to function. Money has no real value. Gold has no value. So what if we just mm. say these bits and bops are a value, and then we can keep track of everything? Okay. Yeah, that seems like a thing a global government would do. How how do, how do I? Uh... But I you have, have like a digital wallet that I can check. Essentially, you can either store everything in like a digital account that yes, you can just log into your phone or that sort of thing. But the more um, safety minded, they have these little gold cards. They're they're literally gold, like G old TM cards where they uh, are disconnected from the Internet. They just have a few buttons and a screen to display the amount that you have stored in there. You can tap one gold card to another and transfer money that way. There is no digital, there's no online connection. And they're the securest way to have money in this world. You so have would, like three of them, two of them are empty. One of them has like 69 gold, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. And so I'm going to assume that I've probably spent a good bit of my money last night doing God knows what. Yeah, how um, much money did you have before today? Right now you have 69. What do you have before? Oh, I, he, He's not quite sure. He doesn't remember the exact number, but it definitely had at least four or five digits on it. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's say it was 420 at least. Oh, okay. That, 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 I feel like he'd remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, he does. <laughs> uh, so yes, it was, you had 420 gold, and today you woke up with 69 gold because oh. numbers are important. Uh, I'm... I'm okay. Got to make that up back before the lad finds out. <laughs> Uh, he's going to uh, make his way back out of his room um, as he walks he's about to go out the door turns back picks up the cup pulls out the note and knocks the glass of water down puts the cup back on the train leaves cool Um, I'm going to ask you a couple questions before uh, we make your way through the day Uh, what do you think what does Shin think that his seven-year-old nephew is doing right now. Honestly, Shin imagines that Bison's out doing responsible things like going to school or um, negotiating better jobs. Um, and uh, he's he's not quite sure, to be honest. He's never put that much thought in it. Um, but I suppose that would be his initial assumption. <laughs> Okay. Then uh, let's make our way to Clary's Cavern Tavern. The only thing that I prepared at all was the name. So (laughs) (laughs) uh, you're making your way down. And I want you to roll perception for me. It's our first roll. (laughs) Okay, so perception. Uh, Awareness. Sorry. Perception is is that a thing? Uh, I actually have a plus three in awareness. I actually took three in awareness. Perfect. Of course you did. And also. So let's make sure everyone knows what that means. Really aware. Make sure that knows what makes. Make sure you know what that means. So, 
uh, in Terra, the way that the system works is you have there's a base D10. That's what you roll every time. You have uh, either tier one, tier two, or tier three on a skill, and that tells you how many D4s you add to your D10. Uh, since you have three in awareness, yep. Uh, that means you add three D4s and a D10. Uh, and whatever, then you add whatever you roll to your stat number. Somehow in your perpetually hungover slash stoned persona, you are hyper aware of everything oh. around you. It's not me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, oh, that's not too bad. Uh, three plus three, six plus five is eleven. Plus my, you said awareness. Yep. Whatever your your. Uh, wait, you rolled. What did you roll just now? I rolled on the d10. I rolled a five, and on my d4s, I rolled a three, a two, and a one or six. Yes. So eleven. Whatever whatever stat number awareness is under, add that stat number to what you rolled. Okay. Leave awareness is uh intuition actually. Gotta hop back up. So it's base score plus D10 plus however many D4s you add, right? Yep, that's your it's your okay. base stat plus your dice. This is so not Dungeons and Dragons, ladies and gentlemen. Nope, it's a game of my own design. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna say it's intuition, so plus one, so twelve is my total. Twelve is your total. Uh, twelve is my total. All right. Despite having so many dice, you did not <laughs> succeed by an overwhelming <laughs> amount. This was an average roll. Uh, that that means that the difficulty is a ten. That is the goal, you're, the number you're trying to reach, which means you have two successes. So you did succeed. Great for you. Uh, what that means is, as a fist is barreling towards your face, your left arm launches out, comes around the back of your head and grabs it. Whoa. And uh, <laughs> as you look to your uh, right, you see this massive, burly woman. You motherfucker! Where's my money? Oh, Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> Clarice, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm Donna. You bet me $700 last night, and you didn't uh, pay me a fucking penny. Uh, Donna, yes, I, I'm sorry about that. You see, I've um, I got your money, rest assured. Um, I just don't have it on me at the moment. At the moment. Okay. Um, I'm going to need you to roll something else. <laughs> We're going to need to figure out. You're going to need to try and persuade this woman from trying to beat your ass. And get your money. Okay, hang on, hang on. Give me a moment here. So because, I'm going uh, to. Okay, I'm go gonna ahead, say, go I'm gonna say that, and then my left hand is going to kind of begin to grip her wrist tighter. Okay. And I'm going to say, uh, Donna, like I'm trying to explain to you very calmly. I'm having a bit of a shite morning. I would suggest you back. The, I would suggest you kindly back off. And I'm going to kind of rotate her arm down and around and kind of push it back towards her. And I'm going All to right. say, by the end of the day, I'll have your money. I'll get out of my face. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need you to roll, let's say, uh, 
an intimidation or something along those lines? Perfect, because intimidation, I actually do have plus three in. All right. <laughs> For the tier three. Three? You have two tier threes? Did you yeah. do that right again? Yes, I did. All right, so you're going to roll intimidation, and I'm going to roll a mental fortitude check. Uh, I'm going to have my difficulty is going to be hard because weird robot man and his robot fist is squeezing me and it's scary, but I do really want my money. And you, they're just rolling an average intimidation. So you just got to break a 10 and we'll see who breaks their number more. I have to break a 15. Uh, I'm making these, this character stats up as I go. So here we go. This is not great though. Oh, I rolled a 10 on the die. Oh, wait, no, that's duh. Hang on. That's right. I have I had my influence, right? Because it's an intimidation. So that's yes. actually a 14. Yeah. I'm fine. 14. All right. I'm going to say uh, this lady is an average lady. Influence, uh, not very high. She's probably a goon level, uh, you know, enforcer on the street kind of person. Uh, and uh, in terms of mental equity, she's not a bright lady. She's uh, intimidating on occasion, but not, you know. So just two and two. So I'm going to roll a D4. And she has a two uh, stat in her for her stat. So if this if this deep four is two or less, you win for sure. Okay. If it hits four, uh, then we tie. Okay. That's a two. You win, good sir. Ah. Winner. Get out of my face now. I'll find you when I've got your money. Uh, <clears throat> she wiggles her hand free. And uh, with her jean vest, just pops the collars. Like, I'll be watching you. You do and that. <laughs> just scampers off. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was about to make it polite. Then I remembered. I have a shit ton of intimidation. I don't need to be polite. <laughs> That's no reason to be nice. We can intimidate and scare the world away. That's, 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 it's called a survival mechanism, and I'm very adept at it, as you can tell. (laughs) Of course, of course. Works for you this time. So, uh, now as that happens, uh, she's running, she's running away, essentially. Uh, the camera focuses on the back of Shin's head as he's walking away, and it starts to pan up and up and up into the sky, looking into the dark clouds, flying into it. Uh, screen goes to black and then a flash of light as uh, Max opens the door to her grandma's house and is inundated with uh, the light and smells and just all of the uh, hoopahollery of this uh, little, uh, what was it, a flower shop? It's a tea shop. Tea shop. There is just the vivid aromas of all sorts of teas brewing at the same time. Teas that probably shouldn't exist. Your grandma is more, a little bit of a uh, concoctress. He uh, puts things together that no no sensible person ever consumes, but she still makes them. She has a little green uh, room where she like grows her own. Oh yeah, for sure. Strains of tea. Mm-hmm. And some of uh, unique strains of tea. Tea. <laughs> and it's gotta help her, gotta help her uh, Glaucoma or whatever. She's not late. She'll give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. She does what she uh, wants. <laughs> like, that's my kind of woman. <laughs> uh, so. So I burst she's, through the door. Yes, and she's she's busy. 
just with a big with her big pot or big cauldron just brewing her brew. Nana. Oh dearie, come on out of here. I'm so happy you're here. I just got uh, back. Come here, bring it in, Bella. Uh so she goes to give you a hug and she snaps her fingers and you see that her uh her stir just keeps stirring. Uh, your grandma, as you recall, is actually one of the more magically impressive people in this city. Uh, she doesn't do a whole lot with that lately, but uh, she's told you a couple of stories, you know, in her intoxicated nights of when she was a young adventuress. Uh, but she kind of like does that grandma waddle where like, you know, her spine's not exactly straight. It's just kind of, <laughs> kind of straightened up as she walks on over to you. And she gives you a big hug. I imagine her head's kind of like somewhere down here. Oh, she's yeah. very small. Oh small. yeah, she's very tiny. Um, is she? Uh, <laughs> what is her ancestry? Because you are both mm. uh, of Venerian and human ancestry. What is she? She is going to be the human side of okay. things. When she snapped her fingers and she was coming on over, you saw the the gears and cogs that are uh, seemingly. Uh, naturally tattooed on her body glow and almost look like they're turning as magic takes control and uh, her cauldron continues to cook. Gives you a big hug and a gross wet kiss on your cheek as she pulls you down. Uh, she's like, I'm so happy you're here, dear. Uh, so, we need, I need to fix my oven. It's not working. I'm the, I'm been, I've been using magic all day. I'm getting so tired, honey. You know, I can't do magic all day anymore. I'm not young. Nah, 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 nah. I got you. I brought my tools with me so I can fix whatever you need. Make me a list. Where do I start? Okay. So, I start in the kitchen. The kitchen. Priority. Uh, yes. We, we gotta get the oven going. We gotta, we gotta get the, the big burner going. We gotta get, oh my God. Uh, also, could you help me in uh, upstairs? Up, up, upstairs, upstairs. Um, I lost the voice. Oh well. Upstairs, <laughs> you got upstairs. It, you got it. Up. Nope, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the AC has just kaputed. If you could do anything about it, it is so hot up there, especially with all these burners going. I'm I'm gonna sweat myself out of existence. Nana, I got you. I open up my tools, I throw my goggles on, and I start with the oven, and I'm just gonna take out a Allen wrench. <laughs> That's a tool, right? That's a tool. That's yeah, a tool. I'm just gonna start. Just add a name and say tooling. wrench. I'm gonna start tooling. Tool. Yep. Uh, is, uh, is there anything you'd be willing to roll for me? Uh, there are a yes, couple of yes, uh, yes. things I could demand of you. But I believe you have a few lifestyle skills from your hobbies and your learnings yep. across time. Well, uh, mechanical engineering is one of my lifestyle skills. Um, would this be like a tech use? I don't know. Yeah, this would be a logic-based uh, skill move. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say, uh, what's what's our what's our logic skills? What do we got here? I got you. Logic so skills, many. tech use, investigation, medicine, and security. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's let's not use tech use. Let's just go uh, flat logic, your D10, and whatever uh, uh, lifestyle skills you can convince me are are uh, applicable. Okay, well, definitely mechanical engineering. 
Definitely. That's 1d4. Probably not bird watching or euchre. No. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, well, welding. I'm not, I'm not really welding anything. I'm not going to go for welding. It's just mechanical engineering. All right. Uh, this is going to be, uh, I'm just going to say an easy roll, to be honest. You got to break a five. That's almost I already broke a five with my logic. Score. Oh, then, so yeah, let's see show, how fucking awesomely I fix this oven. Yeah, show off then. Show off. Flexing. Okay. It's a uh, 11, 15 to fix the fucking oven. <laughs> you destroy this task so. I feel like I make an improvement to it. Like I, I like make it, um, a heat a little hotter so that if she wants a higher heat level, she can have that now. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. I think you take it, not only make it more, you might make it hotter and more powerful, but you add a little machinery to it. You add a little, little programming, a little power to it because now she can uh, program it to heat up and cool down at certain times. She doesn't even have to be there. You program, you uh, add a uh, magnetic stirrer underneath, like in uh, like in chem class, so she doesn't have to actually stand there and stir herself or use her magic and just press a button, make it happen. And this all happens in the span of like a couple hours. Like you, you she asked you to come in and fix, you know, yeah, these, fix these little things. It's gonna take you 20 minutes. And you're like, oh, I'm gonna fix it. Mabel, don't eat my dice. No. <laughs> Kitty, no. That's what you get for playing with tuna rolls, man. (laughs) (laughs) Nana, Nana, come here. I want to show you something. I made some improvements to your oven. Oh, dear. What is this? Oh, my God. No, no. It's easier than it looks. I promise. (laughs) I made the buttons really big so that you could see them. You just press this, and it'll go on autopilot. It'll brew your oolong reel just to perfection. This one here. magnetic stirring device turn it off with this button turn it on with this button now you can have shit stirring without using your magic and go do other stuff oh dearie thank you so much that's gonna be amazing i'm gonna get to work right away i got so many concoction ideas <laughs> i bet you do nana i bet you do uh, as a thank you take a little something special from me and she hands you um a five-hour oh. energy shot that she made oh, herself oh nana you didn't have to do that yeah, uh, I think there's uh, some number. I think it's this is in the uh, somewhere in the in the store section of the rule book, but I don't remember what the numbers were. So when you drink it, you can take you can get 1d10 MP back. Oh, that's cool. Love that's our cool. energy, baby. <sighs> You're the best, Nana. Love you. Use it wisely or don't. I don't care. <laughs> All right, I'll go take a look at your air conditioner. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say with that roll, you also just you keep going. You you run through all the tasks, and you don't just fix. You improve every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's your time with your nana. But while you're fixing the uh, the air conditioner in her room in her house, you see that on her 76 inch screen TV, Mama, she likes it big. She likes mm. to be able to see every pixel. <laughs> <blame> her. <laughs> uh, and uh, on the news, you see a little something pop up. You see an, uh, a news flash regarding Lear Kaha. Uh, and Take off my working goggles so that I can see properly. 
And it says that Lir Kahan, the brilliant inventor uh, and creator of Cole, the uh, news social media cross app that has taken the world by storm, has become the world's first trillionaire. This man has broken the stratosphere of money. And uh, this is the man who sent you to college. He's the man who, uh, when you were still in town, he was, a, he was a wealthy man to begin with. He had a lot of inventions. He was a very skilled creator and inventor. Uh, he was pretty wealthy. And he uh, saw one of your inventions, not even one that you were presenting to, uh, to a competition, just one that you had, one that you had done to, to help your grandma. It was, if I recall, uh, little arthritic support gloves that had little tiny mechanical hands that popped out and with barely a, barely a, a maneuver the little mechanical hands that would pop out, little mechanical fingers would do the task for her as they interpreted the mana that was flowing through her and interpreting the, uh, the intention behind it. And he essentially bought the patent up for it from you by sending you to college. Uh, even sent you traveling across the world for about a year or so. Uh, but in that time, he went from just being damn wealthy to the richest man on the planet. He's had a glow up. Because uh, of my glove? No, as far as you can tell, it's mostly okay. been the Cole app. Uh, oh. The Cole app, uh, c.o.a.l. Uh, doesn't really stand for anything because that's what the cool hip people do, <laughs> but it is a uh, collaborative uh news app it's TikTok, except the first video is an actual news anchor from this from his company reports on something happening in the world and then from there people can essentially comment and link their own videos for uh noting on the the news adding to it adding their eyewitness testimony whatever they want really uh with very little moderation a scary amount of minimal moderation to be honest of what gets posted uh but they become these massive strings of like TikTok like videos like short uh sometimes funny sometimes dumb sometimes straight up buffoonery conspiracy theories get added and become these long chains of news and this has made him infinitely wealthy as far as you can tell that has nothing to do with your gloves but yeah, I mean, he didn't steal my or buy my patent and then get rich on my gloves just want to make sure right as far as you can tell no but he, he definitely uh could you definitely could have gotten way more money mm. from him than uh than what you got because he okay, clearly Jeff has Bezos, whatever <laughs> yes yes stacks to drop <laughs> so have, Careful, having... don't get us sued <laughs> please don't sue us <laughs> um allegedly Allegedly, Jeff Bezos. Allegedly. Uh, he is um, a bald man, so. <laughs> oh, no, have I, I just, been. Now it, I know exactly what I'm picturing on the screen. Have I been in contact with my patron of sorts, or did he just fund my college and then we never talked? He has not really talked to you. you you've sent him messages. He's not really responded. His PR team has responded a couple times. But the news article says that he has become the richest man on earth, and yet somehow he has the the down-to-earth attitude that still sends him back to these uh, invention fairs to, to meet the up-and-coming inventors of the world and to help them on their way 
and maybe uh, find uh, the next great thing on the way. So you know he's going to be there. I'm going to take out my phone and download the Cole app. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's on there. Uh, All sorts of news uh, from, like, person in blah, blah, blah town created the largest cookie ever made. And then right below that, I was like, cookies contained uh cookie contaminated with salmonella eggs were not fully cooked i like to imagine that there is a moment where you download the app and it goes trillion and one dollars <laughs> <laughs> it's a live tracker of his it's a live feed of his bank account yeah <laughs> he has like the platinum gold card where it's just <laughs> platinum like Sheet that he puts his gold card in and protects it from being even. Oh Dude, he prints money accident. with his own face on it. He's that <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, so if I'm done with the AC unit, um, I'm probably just going to get get lost in this app for a while. Cool. Um, yeah, you, you see a few other things inside of the news. You see, you know, a couple of sad things. Some people got shot. There's some violence and whatnot in town. One of the caravans that came through recently had a pretty nasty spill uh, and some less than uh, stable crystals and equipment used to make batteries spilled all over the grounds and uh, have been uh, a difficulty to clean up. They're, again, not super stable, so just grabbing and going might send some of them to explode considering uh, the jostling they just received. Uh, just, you know, sorts of things like that. There's also some good news. A kid in a a nearby uh, school, you actually have seen him before. He's one of the kids in in your neighborhood. He just got like noticed for being uh, incredibly skilled athlete. You know, things that are a little hopeful, a little sad, a little the news. I thought it was going to be bison. (laughs) Uh, No, no. Okay. Uh, Not yet. But... (laughs) That's uh, that's what you see on the app. Okay. And uh, lo and behold, it's about that time. You gotta get your shit to the show. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Nana. I'm so glad I'm home. Thanks for giving me some stuff to fix. I knew you would have some little projects for me. I, I was counting on it. Uh, but I gotta go. I got my show coming up. So, um, so I'll see you tomorrow or something. Yeah. Oh, please, please, dear, dear, stop by anytime. And remember, the best way to win is to make sure those motherfuckers don't win. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love you, Nana. Because I love you, baby. Big old hugs. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Nana's nasty and feisty. She's, She's a good lady. Best. <laughs> uh, so. Right, get back out. Is it raining still? Yeah, it's definitely raining. Put um, a poncho on. I, <laughs> I like the idea of everything you do has a little bit of mechanism for no particular reason. So you press a little button on your poncho and like this little gear is just kind of and pull yeah. your, your hood up. Like a silicone all sorts, hood. <laughs> all sorts of nonsense. Um, and uh, yeah, you can you continue on your way. And uh, so we talked about a little bit about what your, your item is, about what your invention is, and some way to make batteries more efficient. Uh, now let's work together and figure out what does it look like? Is it just something you attach to a battery? Is it something that you carry on your person? 
that you turn on and maybe it sends a signal to make the energy transfer more efficient somehow? Mm. What do you think? I think it's more like a, um, like a small thing that you would install in a battery, like a microchip. Yeah, okay. You install into it and then it sort of like reroutes the energy that's flowing through the battery in a much more efficient way. And it lasts maybe like, it's not, it's not nothing crazy. It's like 40% longer than it normally would or something like that. Okay. Uh, so let's do uh, one more scene change. Uh, what sort of transition do you think we should have here? This what is like a cheesy TV transition. I think he just did like the the um, the old DC like shows where it just kind of goes like the screen just like starts spinning into the center <laughs> and it comes yeah, yeah. into the next one. And then it expands in the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And, uh, <laughs> yes. So uh, as you're heading down the road, you have your poncho up, you pull your phone out, you're looking at uh, at the coal app still, you're scrolling nice. through. And with the, the scroll of the screen, with the flick of the finger, the screen itself starts to spin off, off camera as uh, David, uh, as uh, Shin's screen, his uh, camera spins into, into frame. And it's spinning into flame because he's spinning. He uh, walked in to the cavern tavern and was immediately uh, knocked on his ass. Uh, so, turns out last night was a little bit more than you thought it was. Uh, this is a uh, police officer, if you will. Uh, he is from the global government. Uh, he's not one of the MSN. He's not like one of the mercenaries. He's part of like the peacekeeping force. And uh, he's a little feisty with you. <clears throat> I've been waiting for you all day, sir. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, officer, officer. I swear. I swear to God, I didn't do shit. It wasn't oh, me. Oh, really? I, he, uh, he pulls I'm out his phone immediately. Then what the fuck do you say this is? And he. Uh, on the phone, you see a camera feed of you taking a piss on this man's foot outside of this bar. Oops. How do you know that's me? <laughs> that could be anybody. Okay. <clears throat> you have a glowing eye. Do you see this? You pissed on my foot, you delinquent. All right, all right, all right. Keep it down now. I'll get you a drink. We'll call it even. You can piss on my foot. Fuck it. You can piss on her foot, and we'll call it good. Okay. <laughs> uh, he, you can tell that he's getting real irate, but he, he's a professional. He's trying to hold it back. Like he saw you, and he flared with anger. Like he pushed you over, uh, and like your your cybernetics didn't respond because it wasn't like a, a danger. It wasn't a lethal thing. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was. It was uh, clearly just bravado and a flare of anger because he instead of you know attacking you again pulls out a little slip and uh, or a little uh, tablet writes something on the tablet with his little pen presses a button and a <laughs> yeah ticket comes out and he gives you a ticket for indecent exposure and pissing on a cop <laughs> oh. it, the <laughs> If you don't pay this within a week, 
You, sir, I will see you in court. Sedate then. <laughs> what? The, how much uh, is the amount? Uh, let's say. I'm uh, running tally of dead right, right now. That's probably yeah, pricey, yeah. right? Guess I mean, <laughs> you tell me. Uh, I'm thinking real life is probably pricey. Uh, oh. He's kind enough not to throw you in prison r- jail right now. So like, let's go 600 bucks. This is a big end. <laughs> That's the money you had last, you almost had enough to pay it last night. So you owe. I'm I, well. I'm also gold. there's also a portion of money that I assume I would have owed Bison. I decided to call that at least four hundred. So I'm sitting at the current debt of about fourteen hundred. <laughs> and I've been here for about <laughs> an hour. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going for the record. <laughs> I'm going to take the uh, the ticket and I'm going to say it's a date then. And I'm going to tuck it in and step out of his way. And right. gesture. Yeah. He, uh, he salutes to you in some dumb fantasy way, maybe just taps himself in the head, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I offer a, a brief counter tap. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Fantasy I shows <laughs> Fantasy I think I like the kind always... of the. I like that. <laughs> that okay, let's go with that. Yeah. Why not? Uh, man, Something I feel like remember. I feel like sci-fi <laughs> movies and shows and fantasy stuff always have the dumbest salutes. I mean, Marvel went with. <laughs> oh no, that wasn't. <laughs> That's <just> dumb. <laughs> that wasn't Hydra. That's not Hydra just double fists. Hydra's just <laughs> double Nazi. Oh, whoops. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Purple cobras. I do love the idea of <laughs> super Nazis. Just like... The red skull. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Alright. Uh, um, okay. I, yeah, so I, he salutes and he gets the fuck out. And uh, you see at you the for bar. Your service. There are you. You're welcome. He walks out. And uh, you see at the bar just this beautiful bubbly uh seven foot tall half human half amzu woman uh she's in this gorgeous sundress she is the antithesis of the weather right now she is the sun incarnate she has hair like feathers where some of it actually is feathers and (laughs) a smile that could rip your heart out because she does have sharp ass teeth actually uh oh no sorry 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 that's a different race. That's the Vanar. Oh, okay. Uh, but she does have a cute cat mouth and nose. Yeah. <laughs> because Vanara or Anzu, damn it, I'm fucking up my own race. My own ancestry. <laughs> we get it. We get it. I think it's all right. Practice. I, Practice. She's behind the bar, you said? Huh? She's behind the bar. Yeah, she's doing the stock animation for any NPC, just right. scrubbing the glass. But she's like, uh, this is like, this is a huge ass bar. There are tons of people here. And the bar itself, real long, long, uh, just tender oak. Like it looks like they just took a tree, laid it on the side, cut off the top, like one edge of it, made it flat, and stabbed into the and like um, melted into the ground somehow. But it looks gorgeous. And the behind her is just racks and racks and racks, like two stories high of liquors. And people are asking her for stuff, and she's 
just using her uh, skills as an Anzu to just leap her entire uh, movement distance up into the air, grabbing the uh, whatever bottle, flicking it down, and preparing some drinks. I'm going to walk forward. I still got my my hood up, and I'm going to kind of push in between a few folk, kind of lean up on the bar. I've got my elbows on there, my hand and my chin. Um, do I know this bartender? This is the titular Clary. I'm going to say, and, and I've come here before for jobs, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hold my hand out and I'm going to say, rye whiskey if you don't mind, and uh, point me in the direction of my potential employer. Oh, you got it, sweetie. So, uh, before you do that, uh, Shin, my dear friend, old boy, old buddy, old pal. Uh, oh, not you too. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> don't worry. You know, I don't care about nothing. Everything... I, I, I know I've been, I know it's 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 quite a tab right now. I promise I'll, I'll get it by the end of the month for you. And I believe it. Uh, trust me, I've already been taking a little bit out of your pay to make sure that the bill's getting paid. But I'm getting you your money. You have rent to pay. You have a child to feed. But <clears throat> that is unfortunately what I need to talk to you about. Uh, so, sweetie, don't freak out. But last night, Bison showed up looking for you, and you weren't here, and it was three in the morning, and uh, Janice was here, and was, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, pissed to all shit that you allowed a child out in the middle of the night to look for you, and uh, she has him in the back, actually. He's uh, been taking care of him for the last, 20 hours? Where have we been? Dear God. Uh, she wants you to pick him up. And um, I love my wife. She's a beautiful woman. But she might stab you. So she doesn't oh. like when you don't treat your kids properly. And by that, I mean you didn't take care of a child. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I understand everyone has things in their life. And uh, she takes the whiskey that she was giving you and starts to drink some of it and push it back. <laughs> I'm going to hold it in my hand, what's what's left of it, if there's any. And <laughs> there's, there's I'm, going, I'm going to say, you've had him for now about 12, 20 hours, you said? 20 hours, yes. I, uh, I have to imagine that he's basically got Janice wrapped around his wee little finger. That one's more capable than you give him credit for. I believe Besides, Janice is a sucker for those kiddos. Well, besides, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, and I don't think it's too, I, I think it's quite obvious for anybody that know us, you know, he's the parent. And you I'm can the child. See, <laughs> I hand you can over. see that she 100% agrees with you, but not in a, oh, this guy kind of way in a, yep. You, you couldn't be more right. She hates it. But she's not going to say anything. Again, she's an understanding woman. And Shin is entirely oblivious. <laughs> At least his, his human side is. I don't know about his cybernetic side. That thing knows everything. Shin, <laughs> you fool. All right, that's enough out of you. And I'm going to say that out loud. And then I'm going to say, not you, darling. <laughs> uh, it better not be me, but... <laughs> 
you know, why don't, why don't you just go talk to Dennis? Minister, uh, she'll 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 take care of both you and Bison and get you to your next employer. All right. <laughs> Anna, <Nice. laughs> your your voice in your head says to you, "She's going to stab you, don't you know?" <laughs> and then he quiets down. Uh, as I walk away, I'm going to just kind of like unfortunately loudly whisper your laugh sounds like a bunch of nails passing through a skunk uh you hear glass shatter behind you you don't have to look <laughs> or nothing but you hear it i'm not going to look <laughs> as he <laughs> kind of continues to stumble his way forward um occasionally bumping up against folks and just kind of like you know if you've ever been drunk at a bar and you know like you think you're like smoothly walking through, but you're actually just kind of like brushing up against awkwardly against people. <laughs> like that in your head, right you're now. like a sleek in your in his head, he's like, like yeah, he's people. like, yeah. And in real life, he's like shrugging people and they're giving him the dirty looks as he goes by. One hundred percent. Yeah, um, I've never been uh, that drunk before because I have a tolerance of a bull, uh, and it's <laughs> too expensive to get that drunk. You've. I don't know if that, I think that's, I want to say that's sad. It yeah, is sad, say that's sad or I, uh, really cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to get, had to really, my little barrel of whiskey had to drink that whole thing last, uh, last family get together, if you will, friend get together to get a little buzzy buzz going. Is that the one I got you? Uh, yes, I filled that up <laughs> with, a, with that and a little bit of rum and some whatnot. I made a little mixture and put it inside of one moment. Flagon? This barrel, <laughs> and then I was just sipping on it all night. Holy! Oh, and then I got a little tips. All right, so that's the secret. <laughs> I imagine this is if anybody. Yeah, I, well, Hannah, I know you have, but if you've ever watched the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, the extended version, there's that little drinking contest between Gimli and uh, Legolas. And Legolas, and he goes like, "I hope no, that's actually the Return of the King." He, there's that moment where he goes like, I think I feel something. Like, I think <laughs> At the I end of the something. competition, my fingers are tingly. <laughs> He's That's had like right. 30 ales. <laughs> Unfortunately, so, I have fatty liver disease, so drinking alcohol is no longer a thing I can do regularly. Oh. So, I'm, once in a blue moon for me now. My probably a good thing, honestly. That's probably a good thing. We don't yeah. condone the... the Abuse it, of alcohol. Yes, so. we do Shin not. is not a role model, folks. No, Remember neither that. am I. Neither am I, but that's for different reasons. <laughs> Similar, actually, but different. I am a role model. You can look up to me. So Shin's okay. going to okay, drunkenly... Shin's going to stumble his way through the crowd, um, making his way back to where he is pretty sure Bison and uh, Janet are waiting. Indeed, uh, they are. And... Uh, Janice is this bubblegum, just princess of a woman. Uh, she is an Oni uh, and a uh, Oni Vanara mix. So just this very large, uh, seemingly muscular, but mostly just the arms, to be honest. Probably mm -hmm. her Vanara heritage and these gorgeous horn, uh, ram-like horns. And just, like I said, the poofiest, most beautiful, like bubblegum pink gown. Like she's to the T's, 
in a world that doesn't exist. <laughs> and she's playing with Bison. They're playing uh, some dumb board game, maybe guess who, who knows. And they're just having a ball. And you see Bison look up at you and a smile turns into kind of a stern as uh, he sees you coming. Morning, lad. Janice, always a pleasure. <clears throat> so you heard her talking with him in her little bubblegum voice, and she turns to you, Shin, you bastard! <laughs> and uh, out of nowhere, like she's not wearing sleeves, but out of her sleeve, a knife comes out. <laughs> How dare you leave this child to fend on his own? just say, Janice, it was, it's been a long night. <laughs> I, I imagine he's done, I imagine he's come, he's in no bad, he's in no poor health. Of course not. This child's a fucking genius. He's beat me, I guess, who a hundred times. I don't see the problem then. The problem is he shouldn't have to be a genius to survive. You're an adult man. Right, Bison? You shouldn't have to do anything except be a boy. But no, you have to take care of this fucking buffoon. And uh, she just kind of stabs uh, the knife into the stone wall of the cavern. Uh, this is sort of like the office space, but they mm -hmm. didn't furnish the walls. They didn't turn them into like wood. They left it nice and cavernous. cavernous. Just stabs it in there. She and... stabs it into the stone? Yes. Shin's a little scared. She's, <laughs> she's slightly intimidated. I'm not going to lie. Uh, she's the enforcer of this cavern. Yeah, yeah. Of this cavern cavern. Okay. I don't think Shin's going to fuck with this one. <laughs> All right, Janice. I, I understand I've upset you. Rest assured, Bison, I'm going to do my best to change going forward. Would that satisfy everyone here? <sighs> she uh, visibly calms down, like her demeanor goes from like that, that sort of almost shaking hatred and rage to, all right, there's a child here, or I'm not gonna fight this man because I can't leave this child orphaned. Gotta calm down. It's okay. We're going to work it out. You're here, I'm here, he's here. We're gonna work this out and I'm gonna keep my eyes on you. And we're gonna work it out. So Bison and I were talking and we've only been able to give you some of the lower jobs because um, God, how do I say this? And Bison pipes up, you're a fucking idiot. But I'm not. <laughs> As he says that, I like to imagine there's a part of Shin that goes like, hey, no. <laughs> he's not going to actually like fight him on it, but that's as far as he goes. He says it and then he's like, hey, no. <laughs> Shin, uh, you, you, are, you are very strong. I respect your abilities. You're an incredible fighter. But uh, you couldn't deduce that a barn door is a barn door, even if you walk through it. So, unfortunately, the uh, the more expensive, the more pricey jobs from what our dear Janice, and she's just looking at him like, oh, look at this cute little boy, <laughs> being so adult. Shin's, uh, Shin's like sitting on the ground, kind of like pouting. <laughs> His bison's like waggling his finger and explaining to him. 
Yes. Uh, Child it wouldn't swing. be so mean to you and say you're dumb if you hadn't just abandoned him for a whole day. That's fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> that checks out. That checks out. So, uh, but they require a little bit extra, a little extra something. And I think that as long as you take the front, I can use some of my <laughs> extra abilities. And uh, he's just real shit, shitty little kid sometimes. Because uh, he's, he's, he's a very skilled magician. He's a very skilled mage. Uh, but it's gone to his head being, you know, a seven-year-old prodigy. Yes. Um, to follow you safely. Right, Janice? I'll be safe. Uh, oh, I'm going to stop you right there, Bison. We've talked about this. I'll admit, you handled yourself well, sure enough. Settling the cases, arranging all of the work. And Janice, that's obviously no disrespect to you and all, but uh, I think we can agree, lad. You're not coming into the... You're not going on a job with me. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm not going on any jobs. And he uh, closes his eye and puts his thumb to it and then slowly unravels his fingers a little bit and an eye seems to manifest and appear right at the edge, sort of like uh, a long telescope that you could use during piracy. And then he squeezes and it pops out and it starts floating about. And he keeps his <gasps> eyes closed. And he's like, with this little ability that I whipped up, I can follow you anywhere and no one will notice. And I can't even get hurt. And I still have my eye. And he opens his eye and it's just milky white, but he does have his eye. I'm going to poke the floating eyeball. Uh, it goos around your hand, sort of like like a gelatinous nothingness, like air made liquid. And uh, uh, Bison doesn't hurt. He doesn't get hurt. He just kind of like thinks for a moment that your finger was inside of his eye because he could see it. <laughs> Please don't poke it. That was so weird. I'm going to I'm going to chuckle to myself as I flick whatever non-existent goo is on my finger. <laughs> uh, Should have used the he, other hand. <laughs> he puts his finger back and he and it goes back in. And he's just like, okay, so I can follow you around. I can collect the clues. I can piece together anything, uh, and we can solve some of these bigger, cooler cases. What do you think? Come on, Uncle Shin. And he's really trying to just sell it. So you can try to resist this. Do you want to do a mental fortitude check? No, I I, I think Shin's going to just sit for a moment it. and say, well, fine. Can you talk to me through that thing? Through, through, my, through my power? Yes. Okay, so. Ooh, I don't know how much you know. So there's four schools of magic, and he just tells you like elementary school stuff. I'm going to just, I, I, like, as he gets going, I'm going to just put my finger on his mouth and go, that's a yes or no question, lad, please. <laughs> I'm going to pull my hand back. Now, can you talk to me through that thing? I can, but it costs extra. But I can hear. Uh, but I figured we have phones. We can text unless you're like somewhere without service or somewhere a little fortified. Um, maybe they have Wi-Fi. We'll but I can hear out. everything. We'll figure it out. If need be. Hopefully you won't need to talk to me. 
very often, as you'll find out if you come along on these journeys. I'm probably better than you give me some, and you give me credit for. The job's fine. It's the time. It's the it's the quiet times in between that I suck. I'm not very good at. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So they walk you through some of the possible cases and this and that and the other thing, and we're gonna do another transition. Um, I'm gonna say that the transition this time, uh, unless you think of something better, which you totally could. Uh, is just a small drop of water that just blip, blip, from a stalactite, from a stalactite on the ceiling, just slowly dripping water. And uh, the water drips uh, quickly shaped into water to filling up one of your uh, a water bottle or whatever at this facility that you are in as you're getting another uh, refill. You know, it's it's stressful. You're, you you got to hydrate. Gotta... at these spares, you know. Yeah, it's a theme this episode, guys. Hydration. <laughs> hydration. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Both our characters have had to hydrate. We do condone hydration. One hundred percent. That is. We're behind. Turns we out that's actually the. That. That's actually the main theme of Monarchs and Murderers is hydrate. Hydration. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna work it in. Don't worry. <laughs> so um, a little bottle. So yeah, you're, you're you're drinking your water, doing your business. And you're in uh, this fancy, fancy auditorium. It's one of the universities nearby. Um, there are members of the Purified Bone. There are members of the Cereva Veritas. There's uh, the guy himself who, was, you, who you saw on the news, uh, Lear Kahan, as he's making his way, checking out everyone's little inventions. And um, someone from your past comes up uh, and this is maybe kind of like they're not a friend, but like you might not hate them, but they're definitely like you've Rival. seen them at these things before, you've done these challenges before, and they've done a little better than you yeah. because they have more of like a of like a business sense. Like you create to help people, they create to sell. Mm -hmm. um, let's call this person who I just made up Duncan. 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 It's a perfect rival inventor name. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. Wow. Again, so, everything I've said so far is just off the dome and I've made everything up. It's working. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> so I walk up to, or I see Duncan approaching and I, I kind of have this look of like awe on my face. This is one of the bigger kind of fairs that I've ever been to. But then I see Duncan and my face goes a little more stoic. Hello, Duncan. Oh, oh. Well, I see you're back again. <laughs> you are participating in the, this little uh, creator's fair? Of course I am. What's your invention? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my invention, it will knock everyone's socks off. And uh, he produces from his bag this... Uh, real ugly ass box like it's just like it's like a just slapdash piece together uh invention of nothingness like it looks ugly but what it does is that you how to say <laughs> it is uh it is a device that converts uh like runoff waste into 
cleaning solution that they then sell to like dry cleaners and other professional cleaners, which is extremely lame and boring, but something that needs to be done and will make a lot of money. And uh, this is a way that's real easy for them to get cheap materials because a lot of that, you know, waste in includes these chemicals that are already used. And they basically are just recycling it. And that's what this device does. And, uh, you know, I told you that you had to invent something on the spot and I hadn't actually come up with an invention. So I'm glad I came up with one. That was, that was really good. That's actually, that's actually really cool. That's, that's pretty cool, Duncan. Uh, <clears throat> of course it is. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna make me like <laughs> thousands of dollars, maybe millions. <laughs> Probably will. I, I bet you're gonna be rich from this one. This is the big one, you know? Uh, yeah. Max, you've changed. What a what did you do while you were gone? While you were abroad? I studied. I learned. I learned how to make things that I never thought I'd be capable of making. I'm doing a lot of work with batteries, actually. Um, uh, well, come and visit my booth later, and I'll show you what I what I've made. I'm gonna go set up. Okay. Um, yeah, set up your booth. Uh, uh, what? How to present this? How do you want to make this uh, this thing? Mm. You're doing a class project now. I'm so happy. <laughs> okay, science fair time. I have, the, I have the trifold <laughs> cardboard <laughs> with the uh, with my hypothesis on one side. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think I have three different sized batteries. One for like a really small device. Um, one for something a little bit larger, like a like a, I don't know, a kitchen appliance or something. And then one that's um, larger and for uh, like a larger, more complex um, weapon maybe, or a vehicle or something that just requires a lot more energy. Right. And then I have on, um, on a small, very simple circular metal tray uh, no, um, ceramic, white ceramic tray. The little chip is sitting right there and it's just tiny. And it's meant to, um, it's a very, very simple display. And it's meant, the idea behind it is so that people will be curious and they'll ask me what it is. But really there's just three batteries and there's like maybe like a device that measures the, um, that shows battery life or something like that or how powerful they are. And so I, my demonstration, if anyone wants to come to my booth, would be to show them what the chip is and how small it is and how compact and cool it is, and then measure the um, the different battery lives with and without the chip um, to cool. show them. Oh, oh, here's a little something, a little extra flair to add to it, I think. I think uh, the middle battery, the because there's small, medium, and large size battery, essentially. I think the medium one is a small and no one knows. And that's going to be your big reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you've empowering this much more, much more massive device. It's such a little guy. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, man, 
Uh, I think Duncan does show up. Duncan gets a little glam, you know, a glimpse of this. He has his uh, co-worker, his partners or whatever with him, and they're just ga gaping and gawking about, you know, what this is. Um, and I'm going to have to do a little something with you. It's time for you to roll. Let's do it. What am I rolling? Uh, that is, I'm going to let you decide. Something okay. perceptive, something awareness, investigation, um, whatever you feel best. I'm going to roll um, against you. I guess I'll say if it's something that I'm looking for, I will roll investigate. They're the same. Actually, no, I want to use investigate. I definitely want to use investigate. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use uh, a stealth. Interesting. All right. 15. Fucking 15? All right. Um, well, kind of my right, right. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna say that this is a average difficulty, as most things in this world should be. Um, I did roll a seven, uh, making this guy up on the spot. I'm gonna give him an, uh, a, a two in you know, most of the, the stats. He's just a regular person, he's not an adventurer. Uh, but he's not he a main is, character, yeah, he's not, a, he's not he doesn't have. <laughs> He doesn't have anime hair. Exactly. <laughs> um, but he is a sneaky, weaselly fuck. So I'm going to say he's got a good stealth. I'm going to give him 2d4s. I rolled a 7. There's also an average difficulty. So plus it's 2. So he's currently at 9. Okay. He rolled a 15. Mm -hmm. He needs to roll 6 to match you, 7 to beat you, 2d4s. See okay. what happens. Two and one. <sighs> See. <clears throat> so you do notice this. Uh, what you can do about it, we'll find out. Okay. You see, uh, as everyone's kind of, everyone from this group that came recently, you're you know doing your your spiel, you're doing your whole gimmick. Uh, as he is kind of looking at everything, he reaches a little bit too far. And it doesn't look like he's touching anything too much. Like he just kind of, the, the, the little test device that you were using, the middle one, he touches it and you notice that in his palm, he presses a little button. And nothing visible happens. But the whirring of uh, this device in the center starts to quiet down a little bit. The whirring of my device? Yes. Of whatever the display device that you're using as the, as you're like, and this is actually running on a small battery. Uh, whatever that device is. I... The whirring noise is uh, dull. Okay. Do I know this? This isn't Duncan. This isn't someone. I no, guess. no, no. Uh, Duncan, he had like two or three partners who helped him build this thing and they were all gawking and it brought with them a couple other individuals who were uh, just kind of peeping and interested. And this is like, uh, do you have, have you guys ever watched Yu-Gi-Oh? Well, I got uh, you. 
Weevil. <laughs> you know uh, the. Yeah, yeah, Weevil Underwood. Yeah. Imagine like a little, uh, big glasses, the buggy, uh, bowl cut haired looking ass motherfucker. Okay. And just the lamest pocket protector clothing, but he has, <laughs> he has the the facial features of a rat. He looks like a fucking rat, like a rat bug man, and not in like unfortunately a, looking Venari. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not even like he's just a human. Uh, he doesn't even have like any alterations or anything. He's not like magically looking this way. He's just ugly and lame. Oh. <laughs> It's very unfortunate. The kind of guy that's going to throw away your Exodia cards. Exactly. Exactly that kind of person. And it doesn't get that reference. It's okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Anna. It's all good. It's all good. You guys have fun with it. So you know, next time you tell me what social what social media or what mass media thing you you know, and I'll find a reference. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like something similar. Like I'm thinking like, like uh, Chucky from Rugrats. Or uh, Dexter from Dexter's Lab. Uh, Mandark. 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 Think of Mandark, but somehow uglier. Mandark? Ha, ha, ha. Mandork. Ha, 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 ha. That's ha, Mandork. Ha. Mandork, uh, uh, Dexter's boyfriend, essentially. Okay, the... let's move on. <laughs> I'm not getting this. But I see, <laughs> I think I see your vision. So as soon as he pulls something, as soon as I see the device in his hand, um, that's when I clock him. And as soon as I notice that my device is now quieter and doesn't seem to be uh, working properly, I look at him point blank and I say, hey, what you got there? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. The little you, device in your hand with the button. I saw you take something out. What is it? And uh, he, you know, whips his hands up. I don't got nothing. See, nothing. What are you talking about? Um, he's gonna uh, try to deceive. I guess I'm just gonna make a blanket influence roll to try and lie and bluff. Okay. I believe it's the as the skill name. That's a one. No one believes this man. <laughs> no one believes this oh, man. man. And uh, yeah. So you you like to ruin other people's stuff? Is that you? You get off on that? Is that what you do? <laughs> Look, lady, I don't know. I don't want to talk about. It. I wasn't, wasn't doing nothing. And you see the cr- a crowd starts gathering. They start, you know, coming around and they uh, starting to whisper and judge. Like, what's going on? guys are causing a scene like what the I hell lean in a little closer to him i want to say look i don't think you want this crowd on your bad side so why don't you just fix whatever you did to my chip and we'll be on a merry way and we can all be happy and uh he starts sweating he's like i look i can't i can't fix it and uh he shows you his device and it's this mic, mic, almost like, uh, not microscopic, but like, uh, micro targeting EMP blast. And he just fried the circuitry in your little device. You motherfucker. Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was. Do you know how long that's going to take to fix? You know how much it's going to cost? 
Look, I was just doing what someone needed to win, and I was just trying to help. Who was, you work for? I'm gonna grab his collar and say, "Who are you working for, kid?" And he's just looking around, terrified, and uh, roll. Uh, let's go awareness. Roll awareness. Fifteen. What's the number 15. of the day for me? What the? What a roll! All right. So, uh, you see him look around, and you see that he notices Lear Catan. Catan is that his name? Fuck. Anyway, you see him <laughs> notice Lear, <laughs> and uh, look Lear at has Lear, and I let go of his collar. Yeah, he he strolls up, and uh, Lear uh, is a uh, human Oni, and he just has a, this single horn that kind of traces around his head. Styling. Cool. <laughs> and very elegant man, uh, completely bald aside from, you know, well, he doesn't have that horn, is not hair, so he is completely bald. Uh, and just, and, and almost like a, like, nouveau rich, elegant sort of way. What's going on here? And you see that the uh, the person you were holding with a 15, with five degrees of success, uh, every point above the, the target is a degree of success. Anyways, you notice that the moment he saw Lear leering at him, uh, this man shut down. He is going to wait to be taken to jail, to be escorted out, to be punished in whatever way. He is done talking. Just completely like submissive all of a sudden. Yes. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Hey, uh, I did it because I thought I thought it'd be uh, funny. I'm sorry. You thought it'd be funny to to ruin someone else's project? Yes. Do you, do, I, you, do, you, do you know this this man? I've never seen such a weasel. I don't traffic in these uh, in those groups. But I suppose some people, they only, their only joy is belittling and ruining the lives of those better than them. Can I, uh, I judge intent, roll judge intent to see if it seems like Lear is telling the truth? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a roll back at you though. Okay. I'm not gonna say what I'm rolling though, what my okay. skill I'm rolling. We roll a 15 again, I will cut you. Uh, it's a 17 this time. You motherfucker. And, <laughs> and you get cut. <laughs> and you get No, then roll 15. I'm a man of my word. So, um, so you can tell that in this moment, Lear is going to look into your eyes. Despite being kind of pompous and kind of whatever. He is very demandingly charming. Like the kind of person who, when they talk to you, they hold your attention and your respect. And by giving you their attention, it, it almost is like this uplifting feeling. Like you are being acknowledged by someone. And that's the, the look he gives you as he looks into your eyes and with a 17, you know that he's lying to you when he says, 
I don't know why this happened. This, uh, this sort of thing happens. I'm very sorry. I see that you uh, came with an incredible invention. Maybe another time you could uh, bring it by the office and I'll give it another look for you, seeing as you weren't able to present it to the public. Okay, so she kind of feels this like betrayal, um, but also knows that this is like a much bigger fight than she can win in this moment right now. So she's not gonna make a big deal out of it, but she's just gonna say, yeah, I'd like that. Um, I'm dealing with some technical difficulties right now. So I, I guess I better just get my stuff and get back to my shop and keep working. You know how it is. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Good luck. I'll, uh, I'm sure my, one of my assistants will, uh, will get in contact. We'll, we'll figure this out. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm just going to start packing stuff up and is, uh, little weaselly kid still around? No, he's being escorted out by some security guards now. Uh, Lear, once you was talking to you, kind of did a little like finger wag, like hit, and he's been uh, escorted. Awesome. I am going to try to um, follow them and uh, try to casually bump into him as I'm walking out. And my objective here is to try to, like, the equivalent of what sleight of hand would be to try to snag whatever device he has hidden up his sleeve. Okay. Uh, do that. Do a, uh, I don't think it was a sleight of hand, but there, is there a sleight of hand? No. Um, no. There's a stealth. There's a... Let's just go with stealth. Let's I think stealth is do. the one, yeah. Yeah, stealth is the thing to do. I think originally yeah. in one of my original designs, I did have sleight of hand. I was like, that's just stealth, but with your hands. Fuck it, stealth. Right, right. Okay. Well, what if I made an art form out of it? Can I use artisanship? You could use a, 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 a lifestyle skill. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. That's what they're there for. <laughs> that's what they're there for. For very unique and special additions. <laughs> it's a natural one for a total of six. You're going to jail, too. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I accidentally cuffed myself. <laughs> How'd you have a, you even have a cuff? Um, so he is currently being sort of, uh, monitored by these guards. They're not like on him. They've kind of just led him to, a like the public hall and are told him to shoot him away. And they, they witness you bump into him and this whole, uh, whatever's going on and they, they clock you, but they don't do anything. They're just acknowledging that you ran into this person who, they just saw you have sort of like a verbal altercation with. So they're, they're at attention. I just, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, my mistake. And I just put my head up and I try to go indiscreetly. Okay. Uh, you, I definitely you don't want Duncan to see me because I don't want that little shit to have the satisfaction of watching me leave with a broken invention. <laughs> Fair. So uh, you open up the door. And with a flash of lightning, uh, we seen transition to Shin. Uh, you are currently doing uh, uh, just a quickie job in the middle. You know, it's the middle of the night, and 
you are taking uh, basically Bison's little uh, eye for a test drive, doing um, a quickie job where it's just uh, someone hired you to see if, excuse me, to see if their uh, if their competitor has been uh, putting something in their in their goods and products in the warehouse to ruin and short circuit their their uh, DVD players or whatever. Who fucking cares? Corporate <laughs> <laughs> uh, espionage. Yeah, and uh, your job is to see if it's happening. And uh, as far as you know, it might be happening tonight. <clears throat> so I need you to do two, count them, two rolls. Uh, one is an investigation. Uh, Bison will be rolling alongside you. Uh, we'll see who investigates better. I got nothing on investigation, so... Bison Let's... actually is three tiers into investigation. Oh. Investigation is a logic skill or what kind of skill? It's a logic, logic skill. Yeah. All right. That's a six. Yeah, okay. <laughs> D5 plus a plus one. <laughs> so you're in these rafters. You are kind of uh, jumping from these uh, from these rafters, looking at all the cargo. Uh, trying to stay out of sight of the uh, of the warehouse workers, you know, third shifters, kind of third shift. There's not a whole lot that they're actually doing other than just moving box from one place to another. And you see Jack diddly shit squat. <laughs> kind of like just kind of climbing along and just I, kind of stopping and just kind of like boredly watching them. You actually do see uh, two uh, of the workers are just playing euchre on top of a, of a crate that they're supposed to be stacking somewhere else. Uh, but Bison... I'm going to whisper to Bison while... Can Bison see them as well? Uh, well, uh, if you... Uh, if you notice, there's actually a little... in your pocket. I pull out my phone and I look at it. The Bison... It is. Bison's calling. Hello. <laughs> okay, so, I'm sure you didn't notice, but uh, the third guy on the left, the, the orange shirt guy with the, uh, the the weird ramen the shop symbol on his back, yeah, every time that he opens up one of the boxes, he's putting inside of the box some sort of metal device. I don't know what it is, and I couldn't get a good enough view of it, but I'm almost certain based on, and you see the eye uh, next to you transition into like a purple uh, color. I'm almost certain that there is some sort of radiation coming off of it. It's possible that within a few minutes, it will ruin, ruin everything inside of that box. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he rolled uh, a 17 like a boss. Yeah. Killing it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yes. At this point, I would normally go down there, knock them all out, take the item from the box, and bring it back. Oh, I think oh, that oh, sounds no. like a justifying plan. 
no, 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 no. Most of these guys are just workers. What are you doing? No, 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 no. Definitely get that stuff out the box and maybe uh, taking pictures of, of the of the employee or even, I mean, whatever. He's going to get fired. He's going to get reprimanded. Just save the materials and we're getting paid. Just get on home, buddy. All right, then. So I've just got to go down there and take that thing out of the box is what you're saying. <laughs> I yeah, think I can manage want- that. All they want is to know who is uh, doing the the bad, and I I, I clocked his stuff. I recorded his features. Uh, I'll make sure to get a description out. As long as we can save the the items, I think we're good. Well, you sound like you've got the plan, boss. So yeah, let's, let's roll some uh, roll some stealth. I'm going sneak, to kind sneak. of make my way along. Can I can I make my way there along the uh, rafters of diamond? Yeah, in that case, roll uh, something acrobatic. Oh, okay. That's going to be... Hang on. I think I have... No, sportsman is... This is going to go through my perks real quick. Make sure I'm not missing out on something here. Hmm. Nope. Okay. I'm going to... Continue to... Roll forward then, so you want a d10. Oh, not great. Acrobatics is agility. That is a 10. All right, I mean, 10 meets, it beats, you're good. Uh, it's not the most graceful, but you're agile. You, you're leaping, you're slinging, uh, you're doing that Prince of Persia thing where you grab a bar and, and somehow land on top of it. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> I'm going but, to whisper to Bison after I land, after doing like a couple of like little, after doing a loop, right? And I'm going to say, "Does that make you queasy at all?" <laughs> Assuming the eyeballs like stuck with me as I'm going through space. Uh, Is this just like one of those video games you play all the time? <laughs> Shin, how do you still not understand third-person perspective? I just saw you do some spinny doos. You're fine. <laughs> all right, I think he's tried right. to teach you multiple times how to play like Fortnite games and like all this stuff. And you're like, I don't understand. It just, uh, as he's like making his way through, he's just like whispering in his head. He says, it just doesn't make sense. You've got to walk with one and then look with the other. It, it just doesn't, it's not intuitive at all. I, I, I completely find those things are going to rot your mind. Especially when one finger doesn't want to listen to what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I just look around in circles. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea of the AI just being like like a real petty bitch and like whenever yeah. possible just like, oop, drop that. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, that'd be a dick move. Um, so yeah, he's going to make his way um, across the rafters, um, find his way down um, and then kind of stick to the shadows. He's just kind of got his hood up. He's going to kind of lean up against the wall very casually as he kind of slinks from shadow to shadow, just kind of keeping an, an eye out. Actually, no, he's not even need to keep an eye out. He's just going to let the, these are those moments where he's going to let the cyborg inside of him just not take control, but at least let him know if there's anything he should and be aware of. By sort of not letting your guard down, but like, accepting these those electrical impulses allowing that to be a part of you you almost immediately when when you know 
letting that be more natural. You know that there's three guys to your right. There's two guys hanging out behind uh, some boxes. There's some lady making out with like her boss in the corner, her supervisor or whatever. And uh, yeah, you, you can just feel it. You know everything around you. It's like the electrons are speaking to you. You can see and you can feel an outline of everyone's presence. So there's three guys to my right. Are they like around the corner? Yeah, essentially think of like like a miniaturized city made of crates, mm-hmm. like uh, like a city skyline style, uh, back of a factory warehouse. Mm-hmm. And um, right now you're just trying to get those boxes, a couple that are around the corner, but there are guys just kind of slowly, I keep saying guys, women, whatever, you yeah. know, folks. Folk. Uh, hey. Making their way, <laughs> making their way uh, around okay. working, taking uh, boxes from one place to another, uh, using, the, the forky device. Do, do they all seem to have a general same <laughs> sorts of uniform or so? Yeah, everyone uh, is wearing uh, sort of like the same uh, hats, but otherwise the uniforms don't seem uh, too wild as long as you're wearing jeans or uh, sturdy short, sturdy pants, uh, closed-toed shoes, maybe uh, some steel-toed shoes. And uh, the hat designating this is the area I'm allowed to be in. You know, you said that the, the couple on the side they were just making out, like they they hadn't gone too far along or anything. Their clothes aren't off. No, no, as no, far no, no, as no. I know, <laughs> this, this is uh, you can feel by the race of their hearts. This is this is a, a workplace romance that started recently, and they're like, we don't get a lot of time out of work, so it's a little kiss. <laughs> Are they behind us, some sort of door or something? Yes. Uh, Imagine like a, like a like a cleaning room. They basically went behind the door, like, "Oh, we should probably you, you can help me with uh, all this stuff." So to grab this stuff. Hot. And and the, the box that I so the boxes that I the box that I saw the um, the one fellow messing with. Um, where in relation to myself and the couple? Can I? I'm, it's are they kind of along the way by chance? I'm gonna say that. Uh, if there are multiple rows, blah 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 blah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 wall that the 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 maintenance or uh, cleaning supply room is is mm-hmm. in the corner. You're what you're looking for. You came in from the far end, from the back far end. You made your way up, and you're needing to make your way over to the left. So you're gonna have okay. to pass this area. You can uh, continue to go into the rafters, but there are, as you can see now. You know, people still doing their jobs. So there are boxes being raised all the way up and put into places. And uh, if you're not, you don't hurry, uh, the box that you're looking for might get moved soon. I'm going to then, um, I think I'm going to remain stealthy on the ground floor as I try to make my way over towards the box, um, sticking to the shadows as best I can, just kind of slinking by. If anyone gets too close, I'm going to just kind of stop and just take a moment to just like stay perfectly still, let them go by. And as soon as I think that they're clear enough, I'm going to slip back out and make my way over. Okay. Um, okay, nice. Uh, then let's make a stealth roll. Ooh, that's better. That's a 13. <laughs> Ooh, that's not half bad. Um, so you're definitely uh, very stealthy. I'm gonna say that 
you make your way down because the box is not at the top of its layer anymore. It is now like third is the third box from the bottom. There's a box on top of it and on top of that. Um, you don't need to open it from the top. You can make your way into it from the from the sides. Uh, as long as you get the device out, that's all that really matters. Um, but as you're going through, uh, the couple comes out, and I mean they're young, twenty somethings, mid twenty somethings, uh, just doing my age. <laughs> yeah, mid twenty somethings, doing doing the good the good work. The hey, we got to work somewhere. This is a factory job. Who cares about it? But like, gives us our bread. Yeah. And they're just, they they look happy. They look like they have a good time, but like nothing too crazy. Okay. And uh, I, yeah. You hear on the radio though, as they're walking by. Uh, Ken, uh, Ken, can you hear me? Uh, it seems that uh, one of our workers has uh, clocked out. Uh, I don't know where they're going. I don't know what happened. Do you get a you get a notification or anything that they let you know that they're uh, heading out? They're they're they quit. Well, what's going? On? What happened? And uh. Ken and uh, Judith are <laughs> talking amongst themselves like, what the heck? What happened? Who was it? Oh my god. I, you know, I bet it was Albert. That motherfucker, he he doesn't even like to work here. I don't even know why he was working at all. And uh, they chirp back. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, Micah, do you know uh, Do you know who we've done clocked out? What happened? Uh, we, uh, we heard nothing about it. Chirp, chirp, chirp back. Uh... Yeah, it's that new guy. I don't know. I don't remember his name. And uh, I forgot her name already. Judith. Judith. <laughs> Judith chimes in. Terrence? He just showed up. He's been here for like a week. Oh my gosh. How? Some people. I, maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he just caught out for a lunch. Like, you can't do that. And uh, Ken's just like, sure, sure. He's, he's probably just clocking out for lunch, gonna go off campus. He knows we're not allowed to do that on third shift, you know, this city and everything. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll probably just give him a write up. He's he hasn't done too too much too bad lately, so we'll we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. This is why <sighs> I can't do corporate jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just hear him uh, just kind of go off. Yeah, are you coming to poker night? Trip, trip. Damn the. To disappear. That's what you get for just a lovely uh, little stealth roll. Hmm. So yeah, uh, I'm going. Go ahead. I'm going to kind of um, just kind of note that um, I'm going to. So uh, I'm at the crate now. Yes. I'll whisper to to Bison. Um, seems to have some sort of neat little trick you can do with that eyeball of yours. Why don't you take a scan at the rest of these? See if there's any other crates I should be getting into. Um, when I arrive at the crate, I'm going to try to open it stealthily. I'm going to crouch down um, and pull out the the jute, the iron baton from my from my knee. Uh, I'm going to line it up and just kind of try to do my best to slide it. Uh, maybe if there's any sort of are these wooden crates. Yeah. Um... So these are uh, like these wooden crates, but they have these uh, uh, these layered slats 
that are meant mm -hmm. to just kind of slide in and out to allow people to verify the the, cont the content and slide back. Um, you can use your, what did you call it again? Uh, just the baton, we'll see. Just yeah, you can use your baton to uh, try and just wiggle some of that out of the way farther than it should. Dear God. <laughs> Earthquake. <laughs> so yes, um, I'm going, yeah, I'll do that then. Cool. Um, let's, let's roll something actually. Let's roll either a poise or you can make this a martial combat and we're fighting the box, we're doing whatever, but the point is you're trying to be delicate. Delicate but powerful. I'd, I'd rather do martial, actually endurance isn't bad. Martial combat though. And you can use, with martial combat, uh, just with any other combats, you can mm -hmm. choose from either of the two skills listed in it. So for martial, it is agility or strength. Oh, yeah, I'll do martial combat then. So I still roll a d10, right? Yep, I'm gonna say that this is hard because you're trying to be powerful but delicate. If it's just a punch, this would be an average. You're trying to do something. Yeah, yeah. So 15, you think you hit it? Yeah, we'll see. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 13. <laughs> so close. I was seven on strength. Nice. <sighs> Hey, that's what that's that's what hard difficulty things are for. Is to yeah, be that's okay. Um, but oh, maybe so, butt hole on my face. Yeah. Cats are cats are ruthless, rude individuals. Oh, little cats. Um. So, uh, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you you go in for the delicate, and then you just punch through. <laughs> I say I was using the cyborg arm, and I think that motherfucker did it. <laughs> you hear a. <laughs> cool. And then he quiets back down. Uh... Oh, fuck. Um, immediately going to, first things first, uh, see if I'm aware of anybody in nearby vicinity. Um, uh, yeah. Or if anybody reacts kind of towards it. Yeah. So it's awareness. Pretty good. Hang on. Eight is a 15, and awareness is a. Uh, awareness is intuition, which is a one. Uh, 16 for awareness. Jeez, you have a one in, a, in intuition, and you're rolling 16 in awareness? Because I rolled 3D, 4D, uh, 3D4s Four. for awareness. Yeah. <laughs> Wowzers. Oh, man. Anyways. I covered that base. Covered that. <laughs> yeah, you have a weakness, but you trained that weakness, and you're fine. Also, I just realized, too, um, for my um, arachnid features, I cannot be surprised as well. So I'm like, Yep. Uh, it is your arachnid features are still uh, your, your cybernetic enhancements, your cybernetic nervous system uh, is still slightly controlled by your uh, robot self, by your yeah. cyborg half. So uh, earlier when you got shoved to the ground, that was him going. <laughs> I, I imagine that's that's very much his his within his wheelhouse. To be yeah, he, he will not take any wasted, damage, though. Yeah. Um, 
so. but but yes, you uh you you you're doing an awareness and Hannah, do you have any other any uh other dice with you, or is it just dice? the D10 and the? Yeah. No, I've got all my dice. What do you need? Yeah, roll a D twenty for me. A D twenty, you say? Yeah, let's make a luck roll. See what happens. A two. It's a two. All right. Um, Sorry. This is not. This is not going well. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so I'm going to say that uh, with that, you you hear uh, uh, Ken go. Oh my God! Did you did you hear that? Uh, so, uh, something something broke. I heard something, and you hear footsteps a stomping. Uh, you, you just the two, need to, just the two so far, uh, but you do hear trip trip. They're kind of far away. Okay, but uh, um, sounds like something happened. Am I aware of how far they are? And if so, do I have enough time to reach inside this thing or to find the source of whatever's doing yes, this business? Uh, your cybernetic faculties, your nervous system. How? What's the radius with which you have perfect awareness? Nine meters. So they are outside of your range currently. So they're nine meters away, at least, or uh, yeah, at least nine meters away. Okay. Uh, the second Quick. they break that, I'll let you know. Cool. Quick dig around. So you're. you're uh, I'm looking through the around? box. Or, yeah, I'm digging through the box, trying to see if I could find find whatever was the source or whatever it is that that um that one suspicious fellow put inside this crate. All right. Uh, you find it right away. It is glowing, actually. Uh, so you pinpoint it pretty quickly, and uh, make another logic check. Or I guess maybe intuition if you want. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, do you have anything in like? The same. Do you have any points in like weaponry or knowing anything about? Oh yeah, I have weapons history as a life skill. Cool. Add that D four to. Ooh, that's actually really nice. Um, that's a nine plus four. That's a thirteen. This is a plastic explosive. Uh, do I happen with the thirteen to understand how long it might have left on its in its uh, thing? Uh, it doesn't have uh, a timer on it. It looks as though maybe it has some sort of receiver, uh, some sort of signal is going to be sent. Um, you might have the time to. You might be able to disarm it. You might be able to do all sorts of things. Who knows? But you don't know when it'll go off. Hannah, roll another d20 for me. Ah! Too much pressure. Hannah knows when it's going to go off. 11. All right. You've got time. You don't know how much, but you've got time. I don't know how much, but I've got time. Okay. I'm going to... Um... I'm going to assume that climbing up out, uh, climbing up all these boxes and getting back into the rafters is going to take me a lot more time to get out of here, and I don't know how much longer I've got. I'm also not too interested in leaving this behind and possibly killing all of these workers. So what I'm going to do is <laughs> I'm going to are the I'm going to walk towards the couple. I'm going to walk towards Ken and Judith. Um, Try and making sure that there's no one else around when I finally am able to make contact with them. I'm going to just kind of hide in the shadows as they kind of come out. As long as no one else is around, I'm going to step forward and I'm going to say, all right, you two lovebirds, listen here. I've got the bomb in my hands. And if you don't do exactly what I tell you right now, 
things are going to get very bad very fast. As oh I wrote, can I, I request intimidation on this place? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and intimidate away. Uh, a terrorist just appeared before them. Yep. As far as they <laughs> so I'm going to say it's Consider an easy intimidating. fucking intimidation. <laughs> Perfect. Now we're talking. Uh, let's see, that's nine plus one plus five, 15. Yeah, they shit their pants. Oh, hang You're on. You're a terrorist. You have a bomb. Uh, that's a 21. Because oh. if I had my influence, that's a 21. You smell shit in their face. You smell actual shit. Um, but yeah, no, they are horrified. The, you see their life flash before their eyes for a moment. They they think they're going to die. I see you grasp the gravity of the situation. So here's what you're going to do, Ken. And I don't know if he knows how I know his name or not, because I don't even really know how I know his name, but I know his name. And I'm going to say, Ken, you're going to call onto your radio there, and you're going to say it was just a false alarm. It was a cat or something that got caught in, in the between a couple of boxes, and you managed to let it loose. It's a bomb. I'm sorry. Can, can, can we evacuate? Can we get people to leave? I can't. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Please, I'm so sorry. We didn't see fair, you. We didn't see. That's you. a fair point. If you you promise you didn't see me, because if you did, I'll have you know, I happen to know a little something about a couple of two people who might not want that knowledge to be made public. He uh he he stones up a little bit. He's terrified. Don't don't get it twisted. He's terrified. But you see like a hint of bravery in the sense that Sir, please. We just I just want to keep everyone here safe. That sounds like a fine plan to me. But as you understand, I also want to make sure that I get out of here. So what's going to happen now is your little girlfriend there, her and everybody else, they're allowed to walk out of here through the north exit. You and I, we're going out the back door. Okay. And he picks up his uh, his walkie and says, <clears throat> uh, "Mikey, there's been uh, there's been a uh, chemical spill." Smile uh, when you talk; it'll help. There's, there's been a chemical spill, and we need everyone to get out. Uh, there's nothing hazardous; just might be a little toxic. We're not sure. Someone will clean it up. Don't worry about it. Just get everyone out of here. Uh, and then the little sighted alarm goes off. Everyone knows. Oh, I gotta get out. Something dumb happened. And you see everyone start to slowly truck out. And he turns to his, his girlfriend and is just like, go, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see you soon. And I'm and, going to say, and as we're kind of walking away, I'm going to kind of have my arm around Ken and I'm going to say, now, Judith, you understand your boyfriend and I here, we're going to be spending a wee bit of quality time. You're not going to tell anyone exactly what you found here. After he comes home, I don't give two shites what you say. But until he comes home, you're going to keep your mouth quiet, aren't you? Uh, with tears streaming down her face. Yes. And uh, I'm going to let her go, I guess, and ask Ken. All right. Is there another way out of here that not everybody's going to be going through? Uh, yes. The, the the cargo doors, we're not allowed to go through them. They're just for the sem- for the semis, but we can we can drop, we can jump out of one. No problem. It's just a couple feet up. Are these cargo doors pretty strong? They, they're garage doors. This isn't exactly a oh. high-end facility. Okay. All right. Um, then, let's you and me, how would you take me over to those cargo doors? Too okay. sweet, if you rather. Uh, and I'm also going to just kind of pause. I'm going to just kind of hold back and I'm going to say, and Ken, we're going to take the scenic route. I don't want anybody finding us. 
Am I clear? Okay. Uh, of course. Uh, let's go. Yeah, he's slowly like, he's very clearly terrified. Like he is crying, he is scared, but there is a, I have something I need to do. I have to take care of this determination in his body. Uh, Hannah, roll another d20 for me. You got it, boss. This one's a 16. Okay, okay. We're good, we're good, we're good. <clears throat> Am I rolling from the bomb right now? So, oh. <laughs> Hannah, oh, God. Uh, I'm stressed. <laughs> you approach uh, these doors. Shin's cool as a cucumber. <laughs> and this man just starts to plead. So the door's right there. You can leave. Uh, whatever you need. Please just let me go. Please. He led me over there. We're like, we're, I can go out of there now. Like, yeah, one of the doors is essentially op- uh, open. It's like okay. a crack, like, like by this much. Um, yeah. It, what's well, what's on the other side of that door? Is it like an open street? Is it? It's uh, a it's a massive parking lot essentially. Massive parking lot. Are there lots of people like in the parking lot or anything? No, this is like where, uh, like this is the warehouse side, and on the other side of that would be where the workers park. This would be like where people would park to go to the uh, the main department store section of whatever this place is, and this is the warehouse section. So okay. it's empty. There might be someone's lone car that they left there when they went to the airport and they don't want to get have to pay. Okay. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to make my way out through that door, and I'm going to, as we kind of get some distance, kind of examine the bomb again, just check that I have time, maybe kind of listen. There's no like immediate like rapid ticking or anything, is there? Nope, it's just the, the flashing light that indicates something. It's connection, something uh, in terms of like, it's active. Pull out my phone, um, maybe get try to get Bison on loudspeaker real quick. All right, lad, you've had a chance to take a, wee, to take a, a peek at this thing since I've been carrying it around, I hope. What do you think? Do I have time still? Or should I just try to dump this now in this parking lot? Um, so you see the eye flash through all of the colors. Red, purple, green. It's just switching back and forth. holding it up for him. And, uh... Got my phone. He... You can hear him screaming on his phone. Run! Okay. I'm going to pitch this thing into the parking lot as hard as I can and start making my escape. All right. I need I'm going to aim for that car. Aim for that lone car. Does the um, license plate happen to have like K3N on it or anything? Uh, sure. Why? <laughs> Write it out. Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, jeez. This Ken's poor car. man. What a uh, day. Yeah. You know, he, he's a supervisor, so he parks in the place he's not supposed to because it's quicker oh. to get inside. And he's, and he's like, dating a girl on the job when he's on the clock. I mean, this guy's not a hero, okay? <laughs> he just <laughs> tried to save everyone's life. He's like, absolutely a hero. I tried to save everyone's life. Just he doesn't that know way. that you're a terrorist. To, to him, you're the That's brother. okay. And I'm going to throw this right on, right towards Ken's car. <laughs> All right, I need you to As roll. I do so. I, I, I would like to say, Bison, please record this as you as we go. Oh no, he's, re- he's always recording. He's watching Perfect. everything. All right. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always recording. I'm uh, gonna Tom Brady this thing. <laughs> cool, you chuck it. Uh, roll two things for me then. Roll 
And let me let me do a quick roll. I, I'm not gonna put this on Hannah. Please, no more. All right. Roll two two things for me. Roll a, a strength, a push, athletics, whatever strength-based thing you think constitutes chucking this motherfucker as far away as possible. You like pushes the one, man. All right. I, just, I think in terms of definition, I think that's the one. That's the one. And then immediately after that, roll a hard dodge. Oh, that's a 10 on athletics, on strength to for push, and that's a plus 7, so 17. Woo! All right, you chuck this. Uh, roll, uh, like I said, a hard dodge, but because of that throw, add an extra d4 advantage dice. Okay. I also get a plus 1 on dodge from my um, cybernetic systems thing as well, just... So, you know. so, so that's two advantage, two extra d4s. Extra d4s. Yep. All right. So I need a d10, two d4s, and you oh, don't okay, get anything that's... from dodge. Itself? I do because it's agility. Right. Right. So I do get, you have any uh, points in dodge? No, in dodge I don't. Okay, um, that's fine. I just asked. Six, six is my agility. So let's see here. I have a seven on the roll, a three. So that's 10 plus another three plus another six. So 19 to dodge. 19 to dodge? 19 to dodge and like a 17 to throw this thing. Nice. So the 17 to throw, what that did was give you a bonus dice to your to your dodge. Uh, this thing explodes and it's huge and it's a massive blast. And uh, Hannah, roll an awareness check. All right, uh, you immediately clock what's going on. Uh, you see this huge explosion, and you look around. You take everything in, and you see uh, some. You notice something flying through the air at the corner of your eye. You see the explosion. You realize Shin or someone is there in the corner of this parking lot, that walking past in this horrible rain. Uh, you're just soaked. That you're carrying your broken devices. It's the middle of the night. And this I was, man like, I was just... kind of like, I was kind of like, before this happened, right before this happened, I'm like in the rain with my broken devices, just learning of this betrayal of this guy who I looked up to, definitely crying in the rain, very like sad girl moment. <laughs> yes. And then this thing and... just like snaps me out. Exactly. And uh, Shin, you don't take any physical damage. You're not hurt, but your arm. Your cybernetic arm. You used it to chuck this thing as far away as you possibly could, and it was outstretched. And the explosion. Something. Something happened to your arm. It is beat to shit. It is sparking. It is leaking. You didn't even know there was liquid in this thing. A very Edward Elric versus Scar kind of moment. <laughs> exactly. But you. You survived. You're not just survived. You did a great job. You are surprisingly okay. You can stand up. You could even try to walk away, but uh, your arm is busted to pieces. Uh, as, uh, I'm, as I'm kind of lamenting over my arm, I'm going to look over. How's Ken's car looking? Oh, Ken's car is just beaten and battered. Uh, one of the say. things that hit you was actually a piece of his car. 
I'm gonna say eat shit, Ken. And I'm gonna start <laughs> walk, turn around and start walking down the road, going at like ah. a trot at first to try to make some distance from here. Perfect. So, uh, you're cradling my, my fucked up arm. Your tracksuit was also like ripped apart in the blast that destroyed your, your mechanical arm. So you look very <laughs> anime as like half your clothes are just like falling off of you. Yes. And uh, you, Hannah, see this man who just possibly threw a bomb at this car uh, walking away. You think maybe injured, he's sparking like his whatever prosthetic he has is freaking out. Uh, and in this rain, that can't be safe. Uh, if you would do, if you want to roll like a, an awareness to see how fucked up he is or how uh, much you know about this item right away, you can. You can do whatever the hell you want. It's sure. Tabletop. Yeah? I will most definitely. I will, I will notice the roll initiative. <laughs> roll initiative. EMP. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I noticed the sparking and I, you know, anything that sparks with electricity is interesting to me. Um, but something about you just seems odd in this scenario. So I'm gonna roll awareness, and it's a it's an eleven. It's eleven. Okay. So you take in the scene. You take in everything that happened, and you realize that you you hear now people are rushing out from behind you, and you see this person uh, seems to have taking this bomb outside of this facility as everyone's rushing out and possibly this man saved people. You don't know. But what you do know is that his arm, while it doesn't look like he was too badly injured, the machinery in his arm is more damaged than it appears. You see that inside inside all prosthetics, there's this uh, system of tubes that convert a person's own blood into a, a pseudo power source to power the most basic abilities for emergencies. It allows them to integrate the arm and its nervous system into them. But most arms on a day-to-day -to, -day to do anything beyond picking up a cup of water need batteries. They need some sort of power source. And it seems like this person, their power source is immense. And <clears throat> It was damaged in this explosion and the essentially battery fluid is going back up the tubes that lead into his body. Within minutes, within seconds, he might be poisoned lethally. I run up to him immediately and I say, hey, hey, your, your arm, it, it, it's all fucked up. You gotta let me help you. It does that from time to time. Don't worry, lass. No, it's, no, no, it's no. okay. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. I open up my bag of tools and say, "You gotta let me do something about this. This, this rain is gonna fucking ruin everything. Just please. It's well, a beautiful arm. Please let me save it." I I appreciate your I appreciate your thoughtfulness, but uh, this is neither the time nor place to be fixing arms. Well then, what's it? I look nearby for a. Uh, the nearest just roof roof cover just a roof that's all i need keep the rain off of it yeah no you can you can look around there's this is the department so you can see a good spot just uh where the doors would normally open to sit under the under overhang um but uh shit before I'm, we do i'm that, gonna yeah roll a little something for me will you sure roll 
an endurance. Maybe a stamina, if you're up for it. Actually get a d4 on this. Good. A six plus my stamina is a endurance to four. Ten. Ten. Alright. So this is what happens. You feel for just a half a second incredible pain. Your body almost goes into shock for a moment as the battery fluid has started to enter your body. It's slow. It's a very slow process. But you're oh. starting to get poisoned. And while you're talking to this girl, you're, you're like, it's fine, it's fine. And then ah. it's like all of your nerves just explode for a moment. Don't worry, but, Lass. I'll be perfectly... Oh, you, mm, okay. St. Aaron's Isle. <laughs> okay. Come with me. I drag him into the nearest covered space to get him out of the rain. And I just push him down to seated position. Or at least that's what I'm going to try to do. I mean, that's what Is um, what's the, what's the crowd situation like? Are people gathering? Are people beginning to look? Gawk? No, this is this is currently like middle, middle of, of the night. night. Like not like one in the morning, but like yeah, yeah. midnight. Like this was a this was this was like a like a premiere event, primetime event down at the at the inventor's exhibit and you're doing some late night work. This was like the beginning of second slash third shift. Okay. Okay. Um, as long as it's not too busy, then perhaps I'd be willing to stick around. But the second I start seeing any, any semblance of a crowd being built, I'm going to try to grit my teeth and get the fuck out of there. That's fair. Um, so, uh, but I would allow myself to be pushed down for now. I, I, push him down and I say, all right, this is going to hurt. Yeah, just do what you got to. I take a little like drain pipe thing and I push it into a, the channel of the pipe where it's going into his bloodstream. And then I take a little pump and I siphon it out. Um, and then, you know what you're doing. <laughs> I told you it was going to hurt. And then I um, take a small piece of metal and I just like shove it into the spot to, to block the flow of battery acid into his body. Okay. Just uh, did I start losing power fix. to my arm or anything? What was that? Did I start losing power to my arm or anything? No, it seems to uh, still be powered. You actually hear in your head, uh, <clears throat> what is going on, you fucking actor? What have you done to me? And then just... Boom. I don't want to hear a fucking word out of you. <laughs> I'm Look going to say me. out loud. <laughs> I'm trying to save your life here. Not you. It's it's a long story. I look uh, around. Can you get I'm... kind of mobility back in my arm? No, not yet. But okay. I need you to roll another stamina check. This one's going to be hard. Really not have anything for stamina. Sorry guys, I'm just making sure some stuff here. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Um, we're okay. we're actually very close to done, so uh, yeah. it's all good. Okay. 
Uh, stamina. At least it's an endurance thing, so that's an eight. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is what happens. Uh, Max, did you roll to to fix his arm? Nope. Uh, she just narrative. Roll anybody. Did it. Yeah. Um, she just fixed about... it as a role player does. How about either? I will already argue tech use. Yeah, tech use logic. Throw it on in there. Okay. Mechanical engineering. You can add that. To I, I'm just going. I'm just going to put this out there just in case this is kind of where things start to go. If I start passing out, I'm going to tell Max. Get me to. Get me to Clarice's cavern. Tavern. Find Bison. <laughs> You're staring at him. Oh, that's really good. Seven, fourteen, plus eight is twenty-two. Damn. All right. You demolish this 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 quick patch. Um and uh no more no more of the acid filled in. Uh his blood uh you cut off the flow of blood into the arm. It's gonna be processed out uh so that it can be, you know, filtered and put back in. Whatever else is you need to be done to fix this whole thing before without you know putting him in danger and uh that's great that's wonderful you saved his fucking life unfortunately a little bit seeped in and you already felt the pains of that once and while this isn't going to kill you this is gonna hurt and your body starts to tingle everywhere it's almost like you're going like numb like that tingly feeling when you, you your foot wakes up except yeah, yeah, yeah. it's everywhere and then it yeah. starts to explode. It's like you're being stabbed from all over as your nerves it just uh, radiate in every direction, this painful heat. And you're gonna pass out with a, with a six. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm going to, I think when it's like, at least like that tingly warm feeling and things are going numb, I think Shin's going to actually kind of enjoy that for a moment, you know, as he kind of goes into that kind of, uh, out of body kind of experience. <laughs> He's going to kind of be like, ah! eyes roll back. And, um, but I would have said uh, what I said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So when that uh, happens, Max, if anything like, happens, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, 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 you actually, the moment he passes out, uh, his phone starts to ring. And, uh, do you have like a lock screen on there that does anything? Yeah, I, I think so. I uh, think, I think it'd be like, I don't know, uh, what, what's like, what would be a standard kind of, what would be the, yeah, what would be a standard um, security system like thumbprint or yeah, facial thumbprint recognition? Do. Um, yeah, I'd probably just a thumbprint. take his thumb and put it on yeah, the thing. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm going to not resist. <laughs> It unlocks and uh, you open up the phone. He's getting a call from Bison. Uh, hello. Okay, I saw everything, and you see a little eye float down. Uh, please bring him, bring over real quick. We can keep him. We can take care of everything. I was looking around the block. There are cops coming fast. You need to get out of there right away. Uh, okay. Um, I have your friend. And I'm gonna take him to Cl Clarice's cavern. 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 
Yes, perfect. Run, run, run. It's on the east side, beneath the uh, beneath the overpass. You keep running, and then you take a hard left once you hit the stripper joint. Uh, it's not actually a stripper joint. It's just the bar called the stripper joint. Don't go in there. The food's bad. Just keep running until you hit a wall. It's going to look like there's nothing there. There's actually a door behind a bunch of ugly rocks. You just have to look around. That's Clarissa's cavern tavern. Run. Is this a child? <clears throat> Never mind. Doesn't no. matter. <laughs> I hang up and I sling him over my shoulder, I guess. Oh, I definitely weigh a lot, though. I am not very strong, so I don't know how this is going to work. Um, um, ooh, ooh. Crew Ken and okay. <laughs> No, listen, I've got a thing. <laughs> my shark repellent perk. I am always perfectly prepared for a certain situation, so... What I'm gonna do is pull out a pair of roller skates. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. I'm gonna stick it. them on your feet and then all I have to do is support you over my shoulders, like most of your body, and then you're gonna just roll with me. How tall is Max? Uh, average height for a Shin, female, five, six. Shin's got it, Shin's definitely like, not seven feet, but six, five, six, six. Okay. Right. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a isosceles triangle, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just gotta get you on wheels, man. That's all I need. Uh, so that's what I'm gonna try to do. So yeah, you, you you make your way, and uh, down to the to the cavern. You see, cops. Oh, Luckily, I should also say, I, I, I put a spare raincoat over him so that he's not, like, exposed in his tech. Shark repelling. Yep. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, yes. Uh, that, <laughs> that happens. Uh, you're, you're prepared. Everything goes great. The cops, they flash by. It's dark. It's raining. You're, you're just making your way through. Uh, you are unnoticed. You make your way to the cavern tavern. <clears throat> and it's the kind of place where you're like, how does this place get any business? I had to go around three rock corners. That doesn't make any sense. It seems like I would come out the other side to find the door. And uh, But you find it, you get inside, and everything, everyone is here is pretty cheery. They're having a good time, they're that kind of thing. And they see you lugging around this guy. And two of the prettiest women you've ever seen in your life just kind of run up. It's like, oh dear. It's like, oh no. And they, they, they start jumping to action. They take him over to the bar, lop him on top. Uh, the pink bubblegum woman just one hands him and chucks him onto the uh, the bar table <laughs> and uh, they, they start doing I don't want to mess with her. This is the same one who put a knife in stone. <laughs> Janice, <laughs> she one, man. She one arms you onto the don't counter. Mess. Uh, she put all She's her stats into one thing. Yeah. <clears throat> it was looks and punch. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to like keep a safe distance, but um, also watch, like, just observe his arm the whole time. And maybe that eyeball thing that's, oh, that's kind of Oh, it's like my, too. like the entire half of my body, actually. Yeah, so is there, like, whatever, stripping him down, taking his clothes off? I, my eyes are just, like, glazed over just taking all of that beautiful metal in. Yeah, the, the, everything is exposed. You see what's going on. They take off his pants, but luckily he just wears snap-on pants. or just... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, his sweater was ripped in half already. They just kind of pulled the other half off. 
and uh, the the sunnier of the of the two ladies, the one who's not a pink bubblegum princess, but just like a ray of sunshine in a cloudy day, she puts a tiny little bar towel over his peepee. Holly, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm unconscious and everything, and I don't know where it, if this is totally allowed, um, but. If the officer is there, the police officer from earlier, I'm down to say that Shin pees himself, and as it trails down the bar, it just kind of slides over and lands right on his shoe. Oh my god! <laughs> Son uh, of a I bitch. will say that's exactly what happened. Of course. <laughs> yes. And he looks over, just like, and he storms out into the lane. He's like, "Fuck this! Fuck this place! Oh Fuck god. everything!" You have made the most hated enemy of this man by being on him. Didn't his name. <laughs> I didn't even get his name. He had a bad check. Um, uh, it's on the ticket, baby. <laughs> but yes, uh, as you're watching all this, and none of the patrons seem like perturbed. There's like, no, oh, okay. Uh, some of them, <laughs> some of them are while the women are, you know, preoccupied, sneaking a little, little something from behind the, the counter, when uh, the, the sunny one just kind of, uh, throws a little like, little uh, dagger at him. Like, Please leave that there. It doesn't hit him. <laughs> it just lands next to him. Like, okay. You know, it's it's a very surly but fun place. And this, in front of you just is. Like <laughs> In front of you is a tiny, tiny boy, dressed to the nines. He has a short little tie, a full suit coat, and these khaki shorts, and uh, like sneakers that are basically dress shoes, but sneaker formatted, and slicked back hair, but two little colics that come out into little horn looking things. And he comes up, it's like, Thank you. Uh, uh, the, that's all we needed. Uh, thank you very much for your help. Um, my name is Bison. He reaches out his tiny little hand. He has a little suitcase in his other hand. I reach back and I say, is this your dad? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, this man is, uh, well, we just got to call, call him Uncle Shin for now. And uh, actually his uncle, but you know, whatever. And uh well, he, you can consider him a partner. We've uh, recently started a little investigation business and a uh, first first gig, and he seems to have a... Uh, well, he seems to have almost died. Um, you, you patched him up. Do you, know, uh, do you know how to handle these things? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good with a box of tools. Hmm. And that arm is nowhere near okay. You're gonna need a lot more fixing up than what I was able to do back there. I th- I think our girls here can handle it. And uh, uh, Janice, uh, she uh, calls over. It's like, no, we cannot. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> the I, yeah, like like a little black, like oil almost like corrupted yeah. <laughs> blood just spurts out. I and, look at uh, Bison. And I say, well, boss, looks like they need some backup in there. How about you let me get in there? Don't call him boss. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Uh, we can negotiate uh, price 
but uh, this is this is an emergency. We will let's let's get after it and we'll figure out how to how to compensate you properly afterwards. Um, and uh, yeah, and he holds out his hand, make a deal, and now we can go into just like uh, flash forward uh, sort of montage to the present. Uh, chit chat between us as to what happens after this point did like a newspaper clipping montage of all our successful cases yeah i like think all what, of the time we're on the they front like page spin onto the screen yeah it's like Sherlock Holmes, the something. first movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think at, at this point like you fix him and he wakes up for like a like a brief moment like <sighs> and say whatever you you want to say to to bison he's there and he's like a little emotional he's like all right are you okay are, are you okay <sighs> Anyone get get the name of the truck that hit me? Uh, Janice. Yes. Little hair C4. of the dog. Little hair of the dog, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, they hand it to you, and you start drinking, and then you pass out and just <laughs> fall asleep. Uh, <laughs> My hero. <laughs> <laughs> Academia. And, uh, <laughs> hey, I understood so, that reference. <laughs> <laughs> so, Good job, Captain. Uh, <laughs> Bison comes back up to you, and uh, at this point, they negotiate. He's like, "Hey, would you like to be our uh, uh, on retainer to maybe be our tech specialist, be our garage man, and maybe you, you you're on retainer for a little while, and then uh, they get a case that's like tech heavy." And Bison's a smart kid; but he doesn't really understand how to do some of this stuff. And they look to you and ask you to like join full time, and uh, you accept. I'm assuming. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I'm gonna have to rewrite this whole story then. And that's zero <laughs> session and the last the session. <laughs> no, uh, I totally accept with enthusiasm because this feels like um, a new direction that Max has been craving for a while. She's been kind of like, you know, really in family is pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm digging the like family culture, just the band of misfits here, and I'm also just like really upset with how it went down with rich guy and i totally deleted his app and i don't use his app anymore because fuck him yeah, fuck and um and yeah i'm into this which is kind of fun. and also really like bison i feel like i i clock bison as a very intelligent kid who could possibly learn how to do some of the stuff i do and so during the time that we are like partners or at least like at least after the first week or so after the first three days or so shin's gonna start coming up to you and being like uh hey max uh i really appreciate all the work you did with the arm and everything um i was wondering if you could help me out with one more thing you wouldn't What's happen that? to have you wouldn't happen to have about i i don't know seventeen hundred dollars laying around <laughs> <laughs> would you <laughs> my friend I do not make a lot of money in my field but nice try <laughs> uh, so yeah time passes and uh, there's a montage we see uh, we, we see Shin go to court because he wasn't able to <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> <he's gonna say. laughs> yeah he spent we, some time in jail declares bankruptcy uh, yeah he, uh, he gets like a, one of those wrist braces for a little while he can't leave the like certain premises uh and he's just doing like some of the grunt work, doing research in, in the office. <laughs> you guys get an office office. You're not just working out at the bar. Like that's still one of your major like, like uh, okay. people who get you jobs. They'll give you a call. They'll send people your way. 
you thought your own office in like get the little like etching on the glass that says Max and Shin. <laughs> it's so official. Shin Max. S and M. Max Sheen. S and M. S and M. Sheen Detective Agency. Most definitely, it's S and M. On the back of that business card, it just does say Bison and Company Detective Agency. But on the front, it says a uh, Max Sheen. Uh, Bison S and M. <laughs> so, uh, man, you we see these little things. We see uh, that you slowly are paying off that very muscular woman, and like you guys are actually starting to build a rapport, and like you still owe her a little bit of money. But he's like, "Ah, oh, you're good for it." Yeah. Oh, the denim shirt woman. Denim shirt woman. Okay, what's her like, name? Think, um, well. This- Watch the recording later and find out. <laughs> I don't even know if I even gave her a name. Did I? I? You didn't give her a name. No, you didn't, didn't give, her give her a name. All right. I've been I just threatened her and we had a day. We called it. <laughs> I've been just making up real normal ass names. So let me go with something kind of weird. Yeah. Um, Karen Phillipson. Perfect. Karen. <laughs> no, Karen Ka- Johnson. K apostrophe Ren. Karen. 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 Yeah, exactly. Um, you guys are becoming kind of buddy buddy. She's now kind of like an acquaintance of yours. You still owe her money on occasion, but like everything's chill. I fixed the battery for her once. Yeah. Is oh, she my David? dealer? Uh, oh, no, you're de- a... you... oh, <laughs> dealer. Oh, was it Ball Plart? Ball Plart. I think your no, your your dealer is, and I wrote this down somewhere. I wrote it down. Beth Rogan is. Oh, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. It's Beth Rogan. Yeah, Sorry. you see some clips of like yeah, you hang bad. out with Beth Rogan. Like you're, you, there's a clip of like you going and buy some drugs, and instead of like leaving, you just kind of hang out on her couch and like. Oh, definitely. Get a little high. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's a whole montage of like a weird side quest you go on with her. That's. Uh... <laughs> What's the name of your bird? Because that's, I think Shin really likes that bird. Oh God, I still haven't <laughs> named him. Um. That's so Raven Returns. No, it's not that so. <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's a uh, mini. Mini? Mini. Cute. Definitely Shin... Shin and Mini are buds. Like, Shin probably doesn't hang out with you guys too much, but he definitely hangs out with Mini in his room a lot. Mini likes <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're like twinsies. Mini kind of yeah. like... Because when you have a rough night and you come back all dirty with garbage in your hair, Minnie like picks the garbage out of your hair and grooms you a little bit. Perfect. Adorable. Just freaking uh, cute as fuck. Minnie yeah, and Max. Minnie Max. You guys have this a detective agency now. Um, Shin and Bison kind of live there. It's like also their apartment <laughs> that they live in, but it is better. Was oh, so it the one la- in the shady apartment building? No, you, you've, you've stepped you up. Down. You're in the uh, sort of you're in the business department of the city now. Uh, not the good business section, not like sure. the corporate section, but the business section. The sure, shitty sure, business sure. section. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, we're making our way. Yeah, you're you're like on the third floor. You don't have to climb all those stairs anymore. There's even a working elevator, but you don't need it. It's the third floor. You're fine. Uh, I like still take the elevator. Still take. The <laughs> <laughs> you are living. This is the best your life has been in a long time. Wow. He's going to, yeah, he's going to definitely be like, in that case, he's kind of, he's feeling like, all right, he's still not great. But you have he's... a nicer tracksuit, you know? <laughs> it's like made of that really like nice kind of spandex material instead of the shiny. Yeah. I'll say though, he, you know, he's probably, he hasn't 
bought new ones in a while. So the, the cuff lip, the cuffs and the legs are definitely beat up. Right. And like frayed. So uh yeah. and yeah, uh, Max, you can obviously keep living in her apartment if she wants. You can also there's also a room here for her whenever, like everyone has their own little space. Yeah. In his little office. I kind of bought back and forth, but I spend most of my time in my workshops. Uh perfect. Um Bison's, yeah. def- Bison's definitely up front where if anybody walk- were to walk through the door, they'd yeah, be dealing you- with him first. I say I probably sort of- set up like a mini workshop at the office. So yeah, you set up like a garage time. workshop, like a, yeah, yeah. well, we need to fix this man's arm again <laughs> workshop. If it's, if it's all the yeah. same, if it's all, if it's all, if it's allowable in any way, I would like to have my office about nine meters away from the main door so I can be aware <laughs> if anybody comes in. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Sounds sounds fair. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, Bison, he turns the what would have been like almost a living room into like a front office space. Uh, so it's basically three bedrooms and a front office and then a kitchen. <laughs> and a bathroom somewhere, I hope. And a bathroom somewhere. <laughs> no toilets. We just pee on people's shoes. <laughs> go back uh, to that. Go back we to just use the cop's night. shoe. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's we're gonna open a bar and call it the cops' shoe. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've. Uh, that's all I've got. I think <laughs> that's this is all, huh? <laughs> that's all, folks. I think that's the end of session zero point two. Hey! So that's how we Electric met. <laughs> you uh, saved did we ever... a warehouse from a bomb, and I failed an invention competition. <laughs> Yeah, but you also found out that uh, a man intense. who set you on your life is a horrible person, probably. Yes. You don't know More what he lied anything. about. Curse you know he lied to you. More than anything, though, we found out that Ken and Judith are having an affair. <laughs> they're not having an affair. They're in a relationship, but they're <laughs> at work. He said it was an affair. That's fair. No one's married. <laughs> they're young 20-somethings, and one of them is, like, slightly the supervisor's like, well, I'm the supervisor. You can just kind of hang out. And doesn't have a car, too. Oh, now she's using his position. Of this dude's a scumbag. Yeah, I'm going to build his car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That, that's, we're going to call it there. Thanks, I am everyone. the hero. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been a whole lot of fun. Hope everyone had fun listening to our almost heroes they're getting there shin's getting there admittedly he was more of a terrorist than a hero but he did save people's lives somewhere in between I think. somewhere, somewhere in, between. in between yeah oh no i don't want to be an anti-hero what have i done <laughs> what have you done <laughs> this is this is spawn's fault this is uh what's his face's fault but it's okay we'll figure it out uh point is that's the end of this episode uh this is going to be a longer one than most hopefully uh and uh i uh hope to see you back next time uh again you can find us at uh, at Delta Cryptid on Twitter. You can also find us. You can look up Delta Cryptid Productions on YouTube. You can look up something else in the future that we haven't made yet, but they're coming. Things Eventually, are coming. Delta Cryptid on Pornhub. You'll find subscribe. us. There. Subscribe, subscribe, <laughs> subscribe, subscribe for sure. Uh, we have other like, shows subscribe. as well. We can uh, you can look up Heroes of Hysteria, run by <laughs> this <laughs> man, uh, a <laughs> classic D and D five E. Adventure in a more custom world full of uh, honestly some shitty fairies and shit. They're 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 yeah. horrible fairies of evilness. Oh God, and, well, not evil, really. yeah. but there's a it's full of shenanigans and uh, treachery at every turn. It's wonderful. Uh, yeah. Uh, see you next time. Bye. See you. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.